loop. Let a loop. Are you like live streaming this somewhere? Yeah, it's on Twitch and on Twitter. So we want to retweet that. Yeah. I tagged you. I tagged you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the cave. It's your boy, Joe Reezy. I'm here with Proper. But before we dive in and introduce our guest today, don't forget to swing by safelightcandle.com, our sponsor. And also, make sure you check us out at cave.com. That's cave4v3.com. And this isn't the first time. This isn't the second time. We meet once again, man. How you doing, brother? What's going on? Welcome back. Sorry for being on so many times, bro. <laughs> but it's good it's good to be back what's up with you guys how you been since we last spoke i know you've been going down some rabbit holes some yeah. unpleasant ones unpleasant to me too just because they've been kind of shattering my belief system but you know what happens it's like the cave we talked about plato's cave when you hear something and you're free you come back and you're like dog there's there's a sun there's trees out there you sound crazy you start to doubt yourself too, you know, you're like, man, am I crazy? But we'll get into that later, bro. Before we dive in, how are you, bro? I know uh, I've tried, I've tried to not jump into the rabbit hole right away on our podcast. So before we dive in, what kind of hobbies do you have outside of the deep end, brother? What's going on with you outside of the rabbit hole? Hobbies, hobbies. I haven't really been. I've been working a lot as of as of lately, and I do have a family, so I have like kids and, and a wife and everything. So mm-hmm. whenever I'm not either working, I'm out with them doing stuff. You know, Disney World, just the kids stuff. And as far as hobbies, like I've been kind of busy with you know trying to grow the show and everything. So I haven't really had time other than like spending time with family outside of that. So I haven't mm-hmm. really, and I'm antisocial, bro. Like I told you, <laughs> I hate everyone equally. So I'm a hermit, dude. Like I'll stay home and just chill, watch documentaries. And, but like hobbies, I like to work with my hands. I like mm-hmm. to design things. So I have a background in, in electronics engineering with a specialization in robotics. So, you know, what sometimes I'll make stuff. Yeah. And like CAD cam stuff. Like I enjoy doing that. And yeah, just just hanging out, man. I'm just I'm here for for a good time, not a long time. So I usually spend my time doing whatever I feel like, really. You know? Hell yeah! While I'm making robots and shit, bro, or like <laughs> trying to summon spirits to become making like <laughs> Oh shit, bro! We'll get into that later. And I know, um, yeah, we'll get into that shit later. Do you like any sports, bro? No, I hate sports. sports. MMA, MMA. Like okay. I watch MMA, but like it's boxing's dead to me nowadays like it's 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 all like i, I don't know if you guys saw the like the logan and what's the other guy's name uh logan dylan dennis dylan dennis yeah bro Garbage. Talk, talk about a letdown like they I got hyped up fight. so much <laughs> yeah for nothing like i wanted it to be a real thing i'm like this is gonna get his teeth knocked in and it was like the most flaccid fight ever this dude like the definition of a keyboard warrior Mm-hmm. to the t but yeah that's pretty much it. I, I mma i used to be real big into boxing but then that died off and is there any good boxers nowadays like i mean canelo's still still boxing 
He's, one, he's, he's just killing top. everyone, though. You know, it's, it's gone to <laughs> the point where, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's kind of up there, yeah. but. I thought Dylan Dennis won the fight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. No, no. What was the latest Hellic, one? He got hella exposure. He didn't take any damage, you know? And he could say that I would have I would have won if we went in a full MMA fight. So if <laughs> if that was the goal, then I can see what you're saying, that he won in other ways. But as far as like the dude, the I don't know, the dude really uh, didn't perform. And what was the latest one that just happened this weekend? Wasn't it some MMA fighter also against Fury? Yeah. yeah and Ganu, stole the fight from him? Yeah, and Ganu and Fury, which was pretty big in Abu Dhabi, where also relates to what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a robbery there, too. Um, it was, yeah, Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. People say from the MMA community that that was finally the fight that shifted the respect towards MMA, you know? So, mm -hmm. well, I think they've had it for a while now. I, I enjoy, like I said, it's something about, and I don't know if it's like human nature, because if you really think about this, it's like, this is what they were doing during like Roman times where they would put people in cages to fight with lions <laughs> for entertainment. It's like, are you Fuck not yeah. entertained? It's like, this is what it goes down to, which is kind of like this barbaric animalistic aspect of the human, like being, where there's something like we all have that capability now it's if you want to tap into it or not like that's like like i've always been fascinated with with mike tyson and how supposedly he had been had been like hypnotized for a majority of his fights according to what he was saying what was Hell the yeah constant yeah that's the motto yeah that, i read a book on that shit he fucking told him that he was like the chosen one that he was already destined to be the champion and you know he was pretty much a prisoner to boxing like a slave to boxing you know what i mean some Program. i was on a show where they called him a homunculus because he's like super <laughs> strong like and he was kind of right that's magic to me like being we able to start early <laughs> i'm just saying bro like there's so many interesting aspects to to the occult and that to me is a sort of programming to be able to how how does that even how are you able to get into somebody's let's talk about like cult leaders and like cults where mm -hmm. you're able to say a string of words to somebody you're able to say a string of words to a woman to to get her to to get with you you know what i'm saying like to hook up with you you're mm -hmm. able to say a string of words like that's alchemy taking all these words and putting it together in a sort of way where you can make somebody do something whatever it is that you want that's People who have that, I've never been a salesman, but people who have that mm -hmm. way of being able to talk to people, to manipulate, and that sounds bad, right? To manipulate people, but mm -hmm. if you're able to make it in a way where they, they're still happy and content and it's still a a mutual consenting thing, right? And I'm not trying to get any weir weird like that, but you know, yeah. as long as it's consenting, you're able to make them do whatever. And that's always been amazing to me, like this whole neuro-linguistic programming and everything and, and the whole mike tyson aspect to where he bro that dude was a freak of nature he was a a monster and you could tell he was in the zone every time going into like the the press conferences and everything he wouldn't talk smack but then when the trainer died you could see where he went what right off the rail so it's like where how much further would he have gotten mm -hmm. if this dude would have been still alive hypnotizing him and putting him in a trance 
for like the remainder of his entire career. Like he would have, because he he's not all there. I mean, let's let's be honest. He's kind of he's kind he of he did the toad now. He he did DMT now. <laughs> <laughs> He says mushroom saved his life now, didn't doesn't? Is that what he the said? The toad. The toad. The toad yeah, the five MEO, which yeah. I mean that the whole thing with the psychedelic experiences, like people I've never done DMT before, but I've seen a pattern to where people go into these states, but they don't it doesn't feel like they ever bring anything back of value. So it's like I saw this crazy stuff. So what the elves tell you? Well, they were happy to see me. Okay. <laughs> what else did they say? Mm-hmm. They were just hyped to see me, bro. It's like, okay, well, when you're able to extract like some information from that other realm that's usable in our realm, like, yo, they gave me the cure to XYZ. Like, that'd be wild if the, if the DMTLs mm. were able to solve world hunger or world poverty or whatever it was. I mean, mm. I believe some groups are in touch with outside forces, maybe not DMTLs, but something beyond the veil. If you know what I mean. Right. Bro, personally, I went through some like personal shit and I did DMT like fucking chronically, bro. It was like over the top too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> and looking back now, I feel like I wouldn't have that courage to do it unless I was going through something because it's kind of like a really intimidating roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like, your stomach starts feeling a certain way. Like, I don't want to do this. And you're in line. The closer you get, it's like, fuck, kind of want to back out. And it's not until the first drop, you know what I mean? That you commit and there's no backing out from there. But the first two times I got a lot out of it because I was going through something. So I did have a why I did have, I needed a set in a setting. I had my set in setting as far as my why goes. Well, I feel like my why outweighed the sense setting. So I was able to do it on my own and do it. And I got what I needed. I got closure for what I was going through. But, bro, I kept doing it. And I actually had a trip where the DMT entities were like, the fuck are you doing here, bro? Like, <laughs> you like we don't have nothing to show you anymore. You know what I mean? I was like, what the hell? <laughs> is, this a, is this a relevant experience? Because, you know, they say DMT has a, is a shared experience instead of one of those, mm-hmm. like, personal trips and shit, right? So it picked like it was like a, a, a load game. It, it picked up where you had left off before. No, it, I shoot out and I feel like they know who you are. And I feel like obviously when you go somewhere, they have a story to tell you. But I feel like I was going there with no why anymore. You know what I mean? My why was already taken care of and I was just kind of lost in the realm. So they had no like signal to convey like this person is a person in need. It's just like damn strangers here what the fuck you know some kind of spiritual i yeah. might be sounding crazy because it's a spiritual trip it's my i mean it's a personal trip but point is i feel like if you go with no why you're kind of lost and you just kind of blurt in or zapping into like their realm and you're just like what the fuck are you doing here mm-hmm. you might fall prey into the advanced entities that look for you know people to possess and all that shit but and Crazy stuff. <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you, bro, for like ever now. Why the mask, dude? Like, I've always wondered why you wear the mask. Are you, bro? Okay, so there's this book I read, or I'm reading, called "How to Change Your Future with Time Time Windows," and they talk about like the primitive people and how they really value their 
astral form and their, you know, self image. They didn't have mirrors or anything back in the day. Right. Mm. And it wasn't until the settlers came and they wanted to take pictures of them. Some of them were kind of just like, Oh shit, they're taking pictures. But some of them thought taking pictures were trapping their astral kind of, you know what I mean? Form. So they couldn't use their real astral form to imagine different realities and stuff. You know what I mean? Diving into this stuff we're diving into, bro. Sometimes you, you, you meet some people that actually practice this shit. And so I just don't want to, there's a lot of haters, bro. You know that. So I just don't want to have any magic bro. inadvertently sent to me. So it just, you know, splatters and, goes back type shit you know no, what I mean? you can't i mean <laughs> and that's there, there's a way to go about that because you are essentially like people and there's nothing wrong with this like i call it worshiping like miscellaneous gods where they don't worship the the god that i worship right the the christian god if you will jesus christ right the the trinity whatever you want to call it like they're people who are pagans, which they worship paganism as nature, and you have other people, a whole bunch of different religions. But point being is, as long as you're like respectful, I guess, and don't constantly bash people's stuff, because I don't like I, I with the right. Cole Crowley stuff, even bashing him is is bad enough because you have people who kind of sort of they're Thelemites and they, they not that they worship him, but they hold him to like a high high regard, and I I I shit mm -hmm. on. Like I won't shit on any other religion except for like Crowley, and and I and uh, constantly like even today, I I got a few comments on a video I had put out about <laughs> yeah a, a video I had put out about about a certain thelemite, and this was months ago. But yeah, you're absolutely right. But I don't think that as long as you don't, because once you get into that state of mind of like again, it goes back to that placebo. If you think like oh they're gonna put a spell on me then automatically they're, they're already winning it's like it's like it's a, a psychological thing and sometimes i think that magic is a way of not maybe bringing change in real life like this materiality but convincing yourself of thinking a, a certain kind of way therefore it's true like you you're practicing magic with doing that mass thing of like mm -hmm. preserving your image to try and reflect it, like not to uh, get anything attached <laughs> to you, like not make it a mirror type of thing. You're an occultist, bro. You're you're more of an occultist than than I. I, I don't do anything like that. I have occultist. my I have my real name here. I have my my real face, and it's too late now. It's already like it's already gone. It's too far gone, so I can't really do anything about it. But I kind of wish I would have taken on like some <laughs> occult double name but i wasn't into this stuff heavily like when i when i try i first started it took me like 50 episodes like a year to mm -hmm. really find my niche and then when i was in it was like kind of already far too far down the rabbit hole and i was like i guess i'm gonna ride it and then i kept growing bigger and bigger and i'm just like well <laughs> nothing i can really do now i don't have anything to hide but you yeah, know, yeah. Sometimes, i like i care about my family like my kids and stuff like that but other than that i don't care what happens to me like I feel you. No, bro. Um, it's funny because we have meetings for the whole group and shit. And they're like, man, I can't be on these episodes. We talk about crazy shit because you guys are using my my real name. Seriously, like I, I have my face on there. So like, you know, I 
kind of a mask and shit. So it's like, you know, it just kind of validates to just kind of keep wearing it. And mm-hmm. it just kind of pops out on social media. Like, oh, why is this guy wearing a mask? They already, put out, they already put out <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And it's funny because I listened to your podcast with uh, Trebles on Paranoia Radio. And you didn't like your name at first, right? And then you kind of made it a thing. And now you're the chosen one. So, you know, mixing hate, you know, cooking it up is alchemy. So, yeah, no, it's, you're, it's, you're yeah. giving me energy to kind of fucking Kamehameha back to you if I want. You know what I'm saying? It, it, shout out to him because <laughs> that dude was that dude was super hype. He was like, hell yeah, bro. He's tired as fuck. Energy. So, I'm shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love him. He's tired as fuck. Um, but Bro, yeah, there, but- there's there's a there's something about that about taking that energy and transmuting it and using it right so mm-hmm. when somebody makes a joke turn it on its, by it and use it like use it in the show like you know i'll, I'll take negative feedback or negative really constructive criticism but at the end of the day i talk about what i want to talk about i don't really care what other people think but i'll take mm-hmm. that sort of stuff and and turn it on its head and then people they what else are they going to say? They're going to say they're going to find something else. And then you take that and you, you just it's kind of like a reverse psychology thing where you just make fun of everything. And that was one thing with my name. I always hated my name growing up. It's like the most basic Hispanic name that it, 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 the existence of ever. And I was like, you know what? Somebody the other day was like, why do you why is it Juan on Juan? Are you that they called me? Are you that egotistical or something like that? Oh I'm like, bro, goodness. you know, I made that name like four years ago. And I I even know that you were going to be on my YouTube channel listening to me. Like, if I would have known. But it's catchy. <laughs> it's yeah. a pun on my name. And it's it's unique. Right. Nobody really. Ha- There's a dude who made a podcast after mine called the Juan on One. And I know for a fact he was trying to take one on Juan. But oh, he, wow. looked, he looked me up. <laughs> I beat him to the punch, bro. What was it about? Was it about like your shit or what? Honestly, let me look him up because I don't know. It's like some dude that imagine it's like spores. He looks you up and is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> so shout out. I don't even know if he's like active anymore, but the Juan on one pod Juan on one. I can't log in here. It's he talks about is he Asian? Like W A N. Playing games with Tech John. Who is this guy? Let me see. Let me see when the last episode. The last episode was twenty March thirtieth, twenty twenty two. He's talking about tokenomics. He's talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, shout out to this guy, but he's not. It's not active anymore. So, bro, before we get off, shout out to you, bro. You're the first person who asked about the mask. So, I always yeah. wondered personally, like, when is someone gonna ask about the mask, and no one has. So. Maybe they weren't asking the, the chosen one did the chosen <laughs> one did, bro. Because <laughs> like you're into it, you're into, three, bro. It took like, three episodes, so it's like Star Wars, you know. In the third episode, he asked, and boom. <laughs> it's like, bro, if you're gay, you're gay. You know, you can't do nothing about it, man. If you like to wear a mask, you like to wear a mask, dude. It's it's all good, man. But I don't. Know, maybe people didn't ask because they don't want to be rude or or come off. Some maybe you have a medical condition. I don't know, bro. Like. But I was wondering, and I've been meaning, like, meaning to DM you about it. I was like, bro, why the mask? But mm-hmm. I figured you already talked about it. Plus, you know, I had we had Paranoid American on the on the podcast. Fuck so. that guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Thomas. <laughs> we talked about Marvel characters, and one of my favorite characters is Doom, you know. 
and he kind of had the mask thing. So, and he was really into magic and occult shit. So I was like, it's perfect. So I'm just gonna keep riding with. Plus, you know what validated? Honestly, we had some crazy Discord members. I mean, I don't really want to if they're if they're listening. We had some Discord members come in and they said they put curses on a certain person, and I guess his health started declining. I don't want to name names. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep wearing this shit because I don't want that energy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Nothing is you know what I'm talking about, Jermaine? You know what I'm talking about, Jermaine? What? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking, yeah I know okay. what you're talking about. But nothing's right. ever private on the internet. Once you're on there, yeah. people can find you. So it don't fucking matter to me. Yeah. If someone really wants to find out who you are, they will. You know, I got that Glockachu ready, baby. So if you want to find <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. And like. That that's the thing about right there. I believe that they're make you ever got you guys ever heard of the world sentient simulation, where no, they no, where I don't think you have. So they're they're running, and I'm gonna paraphrase it. They're actually running a simulation of everything in the world with tabloids, news, weather patterns, everything in this computer. I forget which university again. I'm I'm paraphrasing it, and essentially mm. what I believe happens because how how. You were saying like we all voluntarily give our information up, whether we want right. to or not. You yeah. know, we're going on all these platforms. Our phones are scanning our freaking fingerprint. They're recording us at all times, like whatever. Our houses are hooked up to the internet a hundred percent of the time. They they can like locate and map out your entire house with your Wi-Fi signal. Like so, so there's no more privacy. And what I believe is happening is, and I've been told from some insiders that what i it's like a virtual voodoo doll type of thing so whatever happens to your little virtual homunculus inside of that world sentient simulation happens to you on the outside and what i've heard is to kind of tiptoe around and not not get anything flagged i've heard that certain companies that have to do with taking care of your health they are they are they are able to predict when something's going to happen to you and they they call you up and go, hey, are you ready for your checkup? Because they've already done something in XYZ to trigger an effect and they already know they can kind of sort of predict or manipulate something somewhere to make you have a, a, a real reaction in this real world. So it's like the Matrix when he's getting his ass kicked in the Matrix. It's happening to his real body, even though mm -hmm. it's happening in this other dimension, this other realm. So that's what I've heard from people who used to work in that field. They're like, yeah, when they hit you up to come in for your yearly checkup, they've already done something, right? And that's how they make their money. You have to keep coming back to them. You have to keep paying them to keep you healthy. So what a better way than, hey, let's let's do some technomancy on these people. Let's do some techno wizardry on these people. And let's, let's affect them on, uh, you know, uh, this astral realm this other dimension and hopefully according to sympathetic magic the law of contagion what state you know what has come in contact stays in contact you know uh, quantum entanglement whatever you know two separate they're they're f far away but they're still interacting with one another mm -hmm. well that's magic it's just it has a different name to it and i mean there's entire books written i've done in presentations on sympathetic magic and how that's able to affect people from from a distance so yeah dude. Oh, yeah. i mean it's called you know i think that we're feeding with all this information that we're giving to these sites mm -hmm. they're feeding this little virtual voodoo doll in this world and they're just making them more and more like you every single day and 
now look, bro, you can clone your entire voice to make it sound just like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's the, the whole deep fake stuff. Like it's gotten scary accurate to where that uncanny valley is being destroyed, you know, one step at a time. And to me, it was the show on Netflix. I don't know if I talked about it before that sex, love and robots or something like that, where it's all oh, animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I, when you first start watching, at least for me, I'm waiting for that, that movement that goes, Oh, this is an animation. Cause you know, there's always something that's going to give it away. Like, that's why I love stories of like Skinwalker or the Wendigo the Watiko, whatever, where it's like they try to emulate the human form, but can't really emulate it. So they're trying to like lure you in, but there's something messed up about whatever form that they're trying to take. And it's like, that's what God has that man or anything else can't emulate. Like that soul aspect, that, that thing that really makes you human. And as a human, you can recognize when someone's off, right? Even in, in themselves, they're going through like, Oh, demonic possession or they're on drugs or something that alters their state of consciousness you can tell when someone's not really there and it's mm-hmm. funny because i went yeah. to i went to disney the other day dude and it's crazy because my wife saw it too but and again i don't like to talk about this because it's like you're demeaning a certain group of people but like the whole npc thing where some people are just here for texture but some lady dude some lady she had she had a mask on and she like walked up on me. It was an employee of Disney World. And she like walked up on me, bro. But it was like the weirdest interaction. Cause you could tell she wasn't all there in her eyes. And she was like kind of looking at me in her eyes, but she, it was like one of those kind of like. And I'm like, I thought she was gonna say something to me. So I'm I'm waiting and I look at my wife because she's right next to me. And then the lady just like walks away from me. And and I looked at her and I go, Did you see that? She's like, Yeah. I was like, it was it was so bizarre, almost like if she wasn't. And then, of course, me being into the things that I'm into, I'm like, oh, probably encountered a homunculus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't press square, bro. You didn't activate. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. All right. Let's get into it. But I mean, before we jump in, it's funny. But getting ready for this podcast, obviously, before we get into mine unveiled, my birthday was like a few weeks ago and we went to medieval times. Thank you. Medieval times, bro. You know what I'm saying? To, to learn about (laughs) the medieval times crown right there on the cage. cage, You know, what's crazy, dude. So it was competitive, right? You saw the Knights going at it and obviously they weren't killing each other. And then the queen, obviously, I don't know if they do this in your show, but they're like, should they fight to the death? And everyone's like, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, dog. Like, <laughs> this is crazy what we're experiencing right now. I mean, granted, obviously, from if you take if you take in consideration what's going on right now, too, you know what I mean? I don't want to say anything about that unless you guys want to, but just hearing people be like, Yeah, let's let's see him die. Mm. Like, bro, this is medieval times and there's kids here, bro. Like, you want to <laughs> see this fool's guts all over the shit? <laughs> well, you got you got the kids cheering for it too, which is funny. They're they're fucking so they're super into it with their crowns and everything. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I mean, bro, people playing Call of Duty nowadays, that yeah. that's that's a sort of MK Ultra right there. What people have good headphones on, they put it on, they're they're immersed. Even when you go into the VR stuff, like 
even though that's you know it's fake again that uncanny valley where you know you're in a game but Mm -hmm. even then you're getting in the zone sometimes you get pissed off you start screaming this and that and i don't know if you guys saw that hockey player that happened that shit was brutal man that was crazy bro it's crazy like he just that was wild and mm-hmm. yeah, I, people are accusing. They're calling. They're calling for that dude's head. Was I don't. Yeah. I don't watch hockey, but Matt Petgrave is his name. Mm-hmm. And people are calling him What's murderer. Petgrave. It's a pretty morbid name, right? Interesting. Name, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Pet cemetery shit. But um, yeah, people were calling for like, oh, he should be convicted as a murderer. You know, that that's murder right there. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's it's just one of those things. You know what you fucking signed up for? It's an unfortunate event, but that yeah, video but is wild, it, man. Yeah, if you got to prove in, right, you have to prove intent or something like that. I mean, again, mm-hmm. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to talk about it, but right. it looked like it was intentional, like the whole way that he swung around, like trying mm-hmm. to do kung fu or something. Like, I, I don't know, but it's not a hockey move. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped watching, like, because because there's something about. I did an episode. It's it's called Crowd Psychology by Gustav Le Bon. Okay, and it's from the late 19th century and. You know, from and everything, every time that you look into something from like an academic point of view, there's always some like occultic aspect to it all. And he he talks about like this barbaric nature that like how I was mentioning at the at the beginning, we all kind of can tap into that. Mm-hmm. Some people say the shadow self, the dark self, all these different names for it, but this barbaric aspect to human nature and something happens when people are in crowds when they're together and gustav laban he talks about this thing that's present in these crowds we saw with the riots when all that stuff was going down we saw how crazy people were getting and you're saying it's going on now with wanting to unalive other people right so the way he referred to it was he called it the contagion. And again, he didn't couldn't explain it, but he said that there was a force, like a, a like a, something otherworldly that, that weaves its way in and out of the crowd and turns people into these things like zombies and all this stuff, right? Like that's that's mm-hmm. you know the whole thing we've always seen. And the crowd itself whether that's a nation, that's a small group of people somewhere, you know, outside of a courthouse, outside of a city, whatever it is, you know, can there's there's certain criteria that will make a group of people a crowd. Right. The crowd will become its own living organism. And that organism is only as smart as the dumbest person in it. So the dumbest person in that crowd is the, as smart as that crowd is going to get. Right. Mm-hmm. And you see people do things that they wouldn't otherwise do if they weren't in that crowd setting, right? Some people will call it peer pressure. Like, oh, do it, mm-hmm. you know? Don't be a bitch, bro. You know, do mm-hmm. it. And it's like, there's something like, oh, okay. And then they end up doing it. Well, they wouldn't have done it otherwise if it wasn't for that setting that they were in. And right. this scholar that was writing, he's the father of crowd psychology, was writing about it. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't know what else to call. I'm going to call it the contagion. And it's a force, like something that takes over people I'm like mm. what you know so again coming from an academic perspective a book that hasn't they haven't really done it uh, you know that was his magnum opus but they haven't done another work on crowd psychology and he's the one that really you know put it all together at the beginning it was like 1896 and he's talking about like some occult force that's taking over people almost like they're being possessed like how i mentioned at the beginning where people 
they act different. You see it in their eyes, man. They, yeah, their eyes sure. just gloss over and they turn black and it's, it's really scary. But again, an acad, an academic guy referring to it, you know, he's like, we don't know what it is. It's just the contagion. I'm like, yo, that's sick, bro. It's like the heavy metal concerts where people get crazy and like start moshing, you know, you're down to take like a fucking spinning hook kick to the chin. Yeah. If the guy's yeah. like, Hey, you all right? <laughs> Charging <laughs> with a fucking left fucking shit. I'm not but into that type of stuff, but I, I, I would say as much as I was, I was against seeing people that I was like, if the majority were to pick to the death, then I'm down to see that shit. But anyways, I brought that up because I want to bring up who's your favorite fighter in MMA, bro. Before we I jump mean, into the rabbit hole. Adesanya, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's different classes, but Adesanya is mm. like, I guess, one of those. He's 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 pretty good. I would say him. And yeah, I like McGregor's walk, but I know he's not fighting mm. anymore. But that was hilarious, by the way. That, that the what do they call it? Does it have a name? The walk that he does? The billionaire stride or whatever. <laughs> McGregor I, has a lot of fucking like occult shit around him, right? He's got a, a, loyal, a lot of loyal yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'll send you some shit that I find out. But anyways, we went to medieval times. That's why I brought it up because we looked into, well, I looked into the mind unveiled 10 hour fucking documentary. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's why up. I hit you up right away, Juan. Like, you know, I know you've been in a lot of podcasts and a lot of interviews about the homunculus. And so I kind of didn't want to bring it up in the first two episodes, but goddamn, I had to bring it up for this one. I was like, bro, we have the homunculologist on our podcast, but we haven't spoken about the homunculus. So now from that context, you know what I mean? I just feel like now was the appropriate time to have a homunculus debrief. You know what I'm saying? Based on the fucking mind and fail that you helped out do some research. Oh, and I've been shit, prepping the guys. Bro. I've been prepping the guys kind of about homunculus and reframing it as like ancient clones instead you know what i mean so oh you poor yeah. soul like i know bro everyone everyone like there's a there, that yo that how many views does that video have bro Hold on. which let's one look. the, the mine unveiled yeah so the, let's see bro, let's the see fucking here. comments on that's like this is the crazy shit i've ever seen 10 hour video what the fuck <laughs> so mine unveiled let's see here it has three hundred and sixty-four thousand views all right so that was four months ago and that video took like six or seven months to to make and there's people that i know bro that i know of who have watched that and like all of a sudden they're they're homunculologists overnight and i know of people who are actually trying to make homunculus like in real life because of that video bro. so it's it's kind of like and i get comments about this all the time where you know there's certain because that's essentially what we're talking about we're talking about knowledge that back then a secret society of people a group of people got together and we're like listen we can't reveal these secrets. Therefore, we're going to write really cryptically. We're going to take all these symbols and they're going to mean other stuff. Therefore, only those who are initiated, who are willing to be the hermit or be the lone, the, you know, the lone wolf will study 100% of the time mm-hmm. and figure this secret out if they're able to figure it out. So... And that's the backlash I get sometimes where you're talking about stuff that other people join secret societies to learn. 
Like I've, I've gotten emails where like, dude, you know, I joined XYZ group. It's a scam. I didn't need to. I'm like, why do you need to join a certain group of people to learn? So like read a book, bro. And literally any information that you could ever want about anything is on the internet to be found. We all, we have the most information available to, in our fingertips right, right now at this point in time, than then, then his, then anyone else in history. Like if you go back, right. And yet we're dumber now than we were back then. Like hmm. how many phone numbers do you remember nowadays, bro? Shit. Put me on the spot, dog. The you know fuck? what I'm saying? You should like, tell me maybe, before the podcast. <laughs> maybe your moms and your dads, maybe. Maybe your girlfriend or your wife or whatever, maybe. But other than that, like, what else do you? Nothing. Like, we don't remember people's birthdays if it weren't for Facebook or or whatever Looking it is. Directions too, dog. Like to get places. Remember exactly. MapQuest? <laughs> oh my god, MapQuest! You print that shit out and then have to drive around all these paper. <laughs> I never had to. I never. I'm only 29. I never. I, I remember the papers. I don't. I never. I wasn't old enough to drive. So. Mm-hmm. So by the time I started driving, it was already because I graduated in 2012 when the mm-hmm. world was supposed to end. Never did. We're still here. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. But spiritually, the, dog, spiritually. <laughs> so that's the backlash I get where we're talking about these secrets that people will join organizations that are initiated and then swear an oath of secrecy and then hear me some. I went to YouTube University and got my PhD in homoncology at the University of YouTube. Like that, that makes people feel some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I'm talking about stuff and I'm not practicing it, you know, I'm an armchair occultist. I got people throwing shade at me, all these armchair occultists. <laughs> I don't care, bro. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do this stuff. I find it super fascinating. Yeah. I find history really fascinating. And, and, and again, that way of thinking on how people, how memetics, how ideas are able to spread through a culture. And then how these powers that be are injecting things, right? Society itself is a homogeneous. They're injecting things into the into the culture to see how it spreads. Like how you're saying, like superheroes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, superheroes is, is pretty, some of them are pretty occult, bro. Like super yeah. occult. Like they have, a, they have an Aleister Crowley in, in was it the... Doctor Strange. Something they have a whole anyways, they have stuff in it, and it's like these cinemagicians and all these different things that are happening to to really, you know, move things around, shift the energy around. Like I like to learn about those things. And the occult has so many different avenues. There's so much to learn. You could focus on one person in history for 30, 30 hours, and you still won't pick apart everything about them, right? And especially these other guys that were prolific writers like Crowley wrote so much stuff dude he wrote so much that every single one of his you know his novels he wrote novels or his books you know take your pick like dude did you know he he I did an episode this week where he did a ritual where he like crucified a frog and he were he at first he worshiped the frog it was like Jesus incarnated and then he charged the frog with like blasphemy or something and then he crucified the frog stabbed it to death and then cooked it and ate it and then it was like oh your elemental spirit's gonna guard over me after this Crowley did that uh, books uh, Lieber 70 or something like that but again you have people like oh dude he's just trolling you bro that's just to to knock you off the path right yeah if, if you can't withstand that then you can't withstand everything else that's about to like bro 
The problem is that some dude who isn't initiated is going to try and do exactly what he said. So some dude is going to watch the 10 hour homunculus video and is going to be like, yo, I know how to make a homunculus now. Fucking matrix. I know homunculi. <laughs> I, I know alchemy. Like, and then they start just mixing things together and, and making, you know, uh, because dude, some of the, some of the most famous or famous in their, I guess some of the most influential alchemists they were like yo all the people talking about homunculus you guys are retarded like that doesn't exist like that's not even a thing in alchemy like there's Mm -hmm. even alchemists within the community that are like yo that's not even a thing everyone keeps talking about this it's not it's not a thing we're not after that but then you got again because you have different schools of thought like yeah even within the right the the cave right the platonists they all had different ideas they are different the gnostics they had different sex there was like over 50 sects of gnosticism you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they all believe different things. So you have the Valentinian path, you have the Paracelsian path, you have the the dry path, wet path. Like there's a whole bunch of different paths in alchemy. And it's like these dudes were just doing whatever they 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 wanted to do. I think I mean, you know, and that's what I find fascinating because it's such a a huge part of history. And I go, were these dudes full of it and they were just trolling everybody? Because that that could be like also a big aspect of it like they were just trolling, yeah, right. just mm-hmm. trolling hard bond and and just like trying to get away with it or they actually held some sacred knowledge because there's like the same story we were occurring like this dude left this reality was able to do something he left this reality and the problem with that is that it's not just regular people it's like always kings queens who had full courts of alchemists working trying to achieve this magnum opus for them so either they were being conned which is a hundred percent on board they could have been like yo the more you bother me the longer i'm going to take to get this philosopher's stone now leave me alone let me do my thing in my alchemical lab and this is just just mixing things together all day long the king comes along yo you got that stone he's like bro Leave me alone. All right. Let me do a transmutation for you real quick. Boom. Here. Look, I turn lead into gold. Now, if you I'm going to try and figure out to do with the other stuff over here, but you got to give me some more time. And they just kept doing that until they they died. Like, oh, whoops, I couldn't do it this time around. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. the fact that the elites were interested in this in this aspect of. You know, some people say it's early science, which absolutely Mm -hmm. was early science, because, bro, from the practice of alchemists trying to figure out the magnum opus, which could have been philosopher's stone, elixir of life, the divine androgen, the homunculus, whatever, all these different things that you could do from that. We have all the, we have chemistry. We have por- right. porcelain came from a, a dude trying to achieve the philosopher's stone. Like the Leibniz, the guy who invented binary code, the ones and zeros in our computer he was obsessed with alchemy. He led like this alchemical group. He was going around collecting stories of transmutations, right? So not dumb people in, in society, Jack Parsons, if he was a rocket scientist or not, he was believing the works of Crowley. And because mm-hmm. of Crowley's writings, he did the Babylon working with Al Ron Hubbard. Now, all these guys could have been, you know, assets of the government, 100%. Right. That, that that's also an aspect of it. 
or right they're taking literally something that was meant to be taken symbolically and they're stepping it to the next level you have parsons who was a rocket scientist seeing explosions in the lab and explosions and doing the him to pan every time a rocket would go into space so right space i'm I'm, I'm gonna hit you with this button bro hold up hold up i got this button check it out space is faking gay space Uh, is fake and gay so is space is fake and gay or not again that's (laughs) that's a whole nother podcast but he is a guy that was used to seeing results so when he's doing the occult He's like, yo, I want to see the homunculus for real. So I'm going to do this ritual to try and make something. I want to see things move. I want to see. Uh, you know, so they're taking it uh, above and beyond. Now, mm-hmm. point being that even after all these hours of reading about these things and studying it and doing whatever, I still don't know if it's a real aspect or not. And then you have guys like Carl Jung that were heavily into alchemy but more from a spiritual point of view right. where they're like he's like oh these dudes weren't making a philosopher's stone or nothing like that these dudes were making themselves believe that they had a philosopher's stone therefore right they were putting themselves in a sort of mindset to bring forth this change so they weren't actually affecting matter they were affecting their minds and that kind of sort of eh, did some stuff in the world. It's like, what, bro? Like, you're not even, you know, like you're not even helping the, the case. Like you're, you're talking about the mind causing a change in reality, right? The, he, he referred to them as like the first help, self-help group, like the first mm-hmm. people to, right? They always say mind over matter. Yeah. Well, they were applying that. They, but it was, it was deeper than that. It, it was, you know, because there's something about work. I like to work with my hands. There's something about you working with your hands at the same time. I don't know about you, but, you know, I'll put on an audio book or I'll put on a podcast and I'll go out and start picking weeds or start doing yard work. And I'm in the zone and I grasp things better because I am working with my hands at the same time while ingesting this information or when you're journaling and your retention goes up way higher. And I think that's what they're trying to take us away from. Because they want Mm -hmm. us to type everything they want us. Bro, you don't know how to spell certain words. You type it wrong, knowing that it's wrong. And hopefully the autocorrect will take over and fix it. It's getting that way. I do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even, (laughs) I don't even know my passwords anymore, dog. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. my. No one needs to know that. No one needs to know that. (laughs) I'm with you, bro. Like, again, this is a whole different conversation, like technology and how, it's bad, good, whatever. But point being that I still don't under, uh, know if it's a real thing, like this whole homunculus thing, if it's a real concept or if it was, you know, a fake concept or because we kn- and, and the problem is that we know that today cloning is a real thing. Mm-hmm. We know that they're growing things in false matrices and false wombs. We know that these things are happening. Let's just say, you know, to give it the benefit of the doubt these guys back then had access to some of the tech, same techniques that they're using today. They were, they had some form of that technology back in their day and they were just able to do it back then. Right. Right. And then, you know, you got people who, I love the people who will, will comment and be like, Oh, this, look at this dude taking alchemy allegory and, and symbols. Literally I'm gonna go, woe to those who accept the, 
rambling allegory, whatever, however, the, the it's Manly P. Hall. Uh, woe to those who accept the ramblings of an alchemist, right? As literal, mm -hmm. which you got, there's, and that's why, and that's also part of the secret. Like there's multiple layers of interpretation when it comes to these things. And maybe you're taking the historical aspect and you fully understand the historical aspect of it, but it still doesn't make sense to you. So you try to interpret it in a spiritual aspect and maybe the spiritual aspect makes sense to you a little bit, right? But those two things have to come together to, to work in one. And then there's the metaphorical aspect of it. Then the symbolic aspect of it, like Manly P. Hall talks about how certain ancient scripture is meant to be interpreted seven, seven different ways, historical being the lowest of those. So if you take the Bible and you interpret it historically as a matter of fact thing that happened for real. And again, I'm just, using an example, you're interpreting it from the lowest perspective, possible perspective that you can interpret it as. Okay. And that's, that's given something that I like, even the Bible, I believe has alchemical allegories and things hidden within the Bible. I mean, there's, there's, there is evidence, even alchemists that were writing full commentaries on the first books of Genesis because they believe that the first books of Genesis held the secret on how to create another reality, like a, a smaller world, essentially the a philosopher's stone type of thing. They believe that. And I mean, there's bro, like I'm translating right now, this dude that wrote 1200 pages on the, on the first two chapters of, of Genesis. It's like 1200 pages, my guy. Yeah. I, I see you going in on deep dives of the Bible and we'll talk off air on that one because I want to get into that. But yeah, the homunculus, just the idea of it is multi-meaning, right? And mm -hmm. only obviously the initiated initiated knows what's going on, if they know it's real or not, or if they know if it's spiritual, obviously, or an actual physical thing. But the murky gray area where you could get lost in translation and that... <clears throat> That video that mine unveiled, we'll get off that and get into the rabbit hole. What he did with breaking down all the art was crazy because now knowing that knowledge and looking at the art, it's like, damn, it makes the art kind of feel different. If you like the Da Vinci Code and all that shit, you know what I mean? Then mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. But all right, let's go jump into the rabbit hole. Why I like kind of like really like conspiracy theories is I play this game called Assassin's Creed, right? And in the beginning, it's about the Templars. And the Templars are obviously like the the people in control, you know? I didn't know that the Templars went all the way back and somehow connected to the homunculus and all that stuff. If they do, I mean, we'll get into that. But I remember we posted, you know, that, that homunculus post that we did. And initially, I thought it was just kind of like a like a cryptid, you know? Something yeah. like an organic talisman, like you said. And it's funny because I saw some pages from your uh, homunculus pamphlet. Yeah. And the, uh, what, what the fuck, the, 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 the sock, the magical sock and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so there is truth to that. You know what I mean? People are yeah. inadvertently, possibly, you know, putting shit out there. But it's so multi- meaning you know what i mean so what do you think it means if because i also watched that anime the homunculus on netflix and that kind Oof. of broke it down differently than a than a talisman it was more like kind of who you really are your light body remember i talked about mm -hmm. kind of your your 
your astral form why I, people don't want to take pictures of people so what do you think it is personally so the the homunculus movie from netflix I, the episode i actually put out this week it has to do with the elemental entities and paracelsian prophecies where the the concept in that movie again it was paracelsian because paracelsus is the first guy to ever coin the word homunculus the name latin for little man and in that particular movie they mixed two different concepts of paracelsian origin and then they 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 named it homunculus and essentially what they were showing in that movie was actually elementary spirits and there's elementals which come from nature then there's elementary spirits which are the excess of our emotions our feelings so thought forms emotion yeah. forms whatever else that attach themselves to again like how you're saying this astral body of ours and the protagonist in that in that particular movie he was able to after they drilled right which is an actual procedure i think i believe it's called tepanation or trepanation something like that where they drill a hole in your skull and they drilled a hole into his skull and he was able to cover his eye and see these homunculus homunculi on people mm -hmm. that again was the elementary spirit concept and he was able to see these things that were weighing people down which were traumas in all these different aspects of their lives but it was like that faustian pack where you're able to see people's homunculi but then they attach themselves to you right you're able to extract right. people from their pain and make them better again but at what cost like what are you willing to give up are you that selfless where you're able to put that on yourself but then heal your you know your your other person whatever fellow citizen or fellow whatever right mm -hmm. the other person on the other side and that's also like a homunc homunc-esque topic because according to neuropsychology uh there is a homunculus in our brains right so you have uh there's something called the cartesian theater which is they always wonder like if i'm observing my reality now is there a little guy or a homunculus in my brain sitting down and watching the screen too but then if there's a little guy in my head watching a screen of my eyes what's in its head right so it's ad infinitum homunculus all the way down that's why i've, I've said homunculi all the way down because they, mm -hmm. they quite literally believe that but then there's also the aspect of the the cortex man the sensory homunculus which is a map of your neural pathways essentially of which parts your brain controls the most and that's the homunculus you see with with the big hands big lips like weird looking little body guy but that's a cortex man so that's a a pat a neural pathway map i think that's what they call it showing which parts of your body your brain controls the most so right we do a lot of talking so the lips are real big you know the hands are real big because we're always touching stuff and then bro, there's a, like you bro <laughs> <laughs> there's also it's another bigger. one where i forgot the name of it but they they say okay yeah, so it is the cortex man the the neural pathways depending on how much you use your left hand over your right hand Right. Mm -hmm. Some sometimes they're constantly moving. And what that is showing is that depending on what's your surroundings, depending on what's going on around you, that could be constantly moving. So quite literally, your homunculus is always morphing into a new homunculus, depending on the stimuli that you're receiving in your life or your surrounding, whatever it is. And again, this is the homunculus is an actual uh, 
term in anatomy, like in in medicine, homunculus is an actual term that they mm-hmm. that they've taken over. So that's the cortex, man. There, and that's supposed to it, you crazy. see right there, overlaid over your brain, is this cortex, man, and it shows which parts of your body you use the most. And everyone's homunculus looks different because we all use our bodies differently. So, you know, your left hand might be bigger than my left hand on your homunculus because you are left-handed and I'm right-handed, right? So again, and and that's, they also tap into traumas as well, which mm. I don't know a lot about that one, but point being that our little homunculus is always constantly changing. And in that manga, that they took like, two, again, the more research you do, because there's so many aspects of this that, that you can really dive into. They right. took two different Paracelsian like concepts and merge it into one. And at first I didn't know that because I hadn't studied elementals and the significance that that has with the homunculus. And then the elementary spirits, like that gets into thought forms, topas, egregores, like things of your consciousness that, right. They, they're the, the excess of that. So when you start Mm. to really, again, mind over matter. So that's, they believe back then that a lot of the, the illnesses that you were experiencing, some were supernatural. And if they were supernatural in nature, they could be treated with supernatural means. So Paracelsus was like, yo, this dude's got a headache. Well, it's probably like some little demon, like stabbing him and, you know, on the back of the head or whatever, because he was feeling bad that day or whatever. Or like he gets into incubus and succubus and all these different things where it's like, they believe that, the mental powers of man since we came from Adam, which was made in the image of God. And he had, he had some sort of divinity. Man is not only a creator of life. So that's why they, they saw right. Sperm as like the, the nectar of the gods type of thing. It was like supernatural because if you could take your sperm and grow a little person inside of a woman is like, well, let me take that and put it in a cow, a monkey, a, a creature, whatever it is. Cause it's supernatural. Right. And, Paracelsus was like, listen, not only can we procreate in real life, but man is also an architect in the imagination, right? So imaginal, like the, the, this realm that exists, this other dimension that exists out of ourselves. And like, you get into the whole Mundus Imaginalis type of thing where it's these other dimensions that exist that you're kind of sort of able to tap into, right? And these ideas, these thought forms, they exist in this other realm and they mm-hmm. sometimes are able to align themselves in a frequency or you yourself, and you're able to cross that barrier and go into these other realms or vice versa. Those things are able to come down and, and touch your, your butthole or whatever it is that they like to do. That's They get real sexual all the time. It does go into the butthole. Always. I got in the butthole. Well, yeah. you guys are more well-versed in the whole homunculus than I am. So I wanted to ask, do you guys think the concept of the homunculus homunculus influence the development of maybe like early scientific and philosophical thought it was always like an ethical issue right yeah so there there, there's always been a an ethical issue to it because like and there's a particular it's called the arnaldian homunculus and Mm -hmm. it was written by a a church doctor no you have to tread lightly because it gets in, into mm-hmm. right, certain realms of, of again, disrespecting people and their religions. But essentially, this uh, Arnold de, uh, de Villanova, he mm-hmm. was, again, they, they believed that they were practicing good magic. And okay. 
I've read it before. You have Elias Ashmole where they're like, listen, this is natural, right? It's vegan. All right. It comes from the nature. So <laughs> if God didn't want me to mix A plus B to equal C, he wouldn't have put it there, right? As long as we're not using outside influences, so demonic forces or anything, we're good. So they believe that they were, as long as it was natural and vegan and, and gluten-free, whatever you want to call it, that it was okay. So you had the, they called it natural magic and you had a lot of theologians in the, in the church that were practicing these arts. And this particular person, uh, the Arnaldian homunculus, the story goes that he would make these homunculi and as soon as they would animate and come to life, he would destroy them. Oh, shit. And they're like, yo, why are you doing that, bro? He's like, listen, I don't know if God died for that homunculus's sins. You know, I don't know if if that thing has a soul. I don't know if that thing is going to be taken over or possessed by a demonic entity. I don't know because I'm not God. So before God notices, I'm going to go ahead and destroy it. So that the, and the, the whole thing about that, it's like what makes you what I was mentioning earlier, what makes you human? So if we yeah. make homunculus, so let's say that the government comes out and goes, yo, 50% of the population, they're all homunculus. They're all gr lab grown. You know, they're not real people. Well, do they have to pay taxes? Do they have a social security number? Right. Do they get the same benefit? Do they get the same rights as us if they're not human? Right. So you start to get into like these things where they're arguing those ethics today. Recently. That's superhero shit. <laughs> Like yeah, X-Men. Yes, yes. Like, what, what was that movie with Will Smith where he was like... Oh, fucking... I am Hancock? legend. No, 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 I am a Hancock. Yeah, Hancock. Wasn't there something like that where people were pissed off at him because he was a superhero or whatever? And then, anyways, I could be wrong, but that dude's a cuck. But point being that <laughs> they're arguing those things today. A month right. ago or two, they right. created some entities in a lab. In yeah. I think it was in China. And they were like, you know... Is that okay? What are the ethics? Are you able, right? Are, are you, do they have any sort of rights of their created? Well, they created an entity without a mother or a father. They created mm -hmm. something. All right. And this is what they're, this is the exoteric that they're telling us now. So if they're telling us this now, mm -hmm. bro, this is what they've been writing in these alchemical books. So the idea of the homunculus, you go, you know, all these people are saying, oh, it's all symbolic. It's not meant to be. Even other alchemists like, yo, that's just fake and gay. Like, all that stuff. Like, no, well, what's this? They're coming out with this in 2023. They created something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? Oh, I just, I just, have you seen Full Metal Alchemist yet? No. I actually just tried getting him in it, so I watched the fucking Netflix one. No, no. Is that like, a good one? Is that a good one? The Netflix one? Well, there's a whole bunch of them, but do you got it's a live action? It's a live action one, bro. They're corny, but whatever. Anyways, I yeah. I got a shirt. It's in the in the mail. I have to get it. But when you watch when you watch the animated, let me know and I'll show you the shirt. But anyways, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the 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 ethical aspects. Absolutely. It's like, are these things human? Right. Mm -hmm. And then, but who determines what's to be human? Right. Right. I mean, who 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 determines that? What is a soul? Like, what constitutes a soul? How does a soul get in a bot? How'd you get your soul? How'd you get your consciousness? So there's all those things that, again, guys like Crowley, who are writing about the homunculus, were also trying to put together their formulas to create these beings. 
And they were soul fishing, essentially, is what they were doing. They were trying to take these elemental entities that are outside of space and time, these gods, goddesses with a, with a little g, trying to bring them into these vessels that were the homunculi. Because some theologians were like, yo, these homunculus, they're soulless, right? Therefore, you're creating a vessel for a demonic entity. And even better, better yet, you're creating a synthetic demon is what you're doing right. by, by creating these things. Oh, and better yet, they were like, yo, the alchemist or the practitioner or whatever conducting these experiments they're a, de a demon and they're being possessed as well by some otherworldly force to make these things. And I mean, again, this is all in the literature where they're like, all right, homunculi or artificial demons, mm -hmm. the people making them are also demonically possessed. And these things are just empty vessels for something else to get into them. Well, that isn't a pathway to do all of that through um, CRISPR? That's a funny name. I think it sounds like that, that well, like an air before, fryer, really, before, like a funny we, name. Before we get into CRISPR, <laughs> I just want to establish. So because it's, because it's controversial, right, you could smokescreen it as an astral, because it sounds like it could be taken as an astral avatar, right? That's, like, that's another kind of homunculus. So kind of like an archetype. So Carl Jung shit could be kind of like that, right? So... Let me let me break it down because I know we've been all over the place and mm -hmm. we're gonna switch it up a little bit so we're not, I'm not repeating the same thing over and over again. Uh, you know, is that I've repeated in other shows, but yeah, you've been so yeah, <laughs> yeah I've done a lot. So homunculologist, the to break it down for people, we're talking about the alchemical homunculus, which is mm -hmm. one of the homunculus. Now there's also like a neurological the, one, right? There's a neurological one. There is a Paracelsus had actual like breakdowns in different types, but that'd be considered a Paracelsian homunculus, right? Okay. And what I've done is I've I've recognized things that wouldn't because remember from the 16th century on is when we have the word homunculus. Mm. So before the 16th century, they they weren't called homunculus. They were called the form. I've seen it called the child. I've seen it called the the cre like the creation i've seen it called what else is an interesting one so the form the child anyways other word I, proto homunculi we can call those before 16th century proto homunculi which is the same concept except it's it's not paracelsian because paracelsus was the father of the homunculus so mm -hmm. and that just confused people more but uh, to answer your question there is homunculi on different layers of reality so we have the alchemical homunculus which is the typical little man in a glass vessel which is the mm. alchemical made through alchemy and since alchemy is supernatural and magical therefore whatever is made from that art from the great work has some of that divinity and some some of that magic within it so that's why alchemical homunculi are magical they're able to divinate for you they're able to to tell you, right, they're able to prophesize, they're able to find you treasure, they're able to turn you invisible. And then that's if you that's if you let it live. Because mm -hmm. these alchemists were like, yo, if I chop it up and I eat this toenail of the homunculus, then I can walk through walls. So there's entire grimoires that are manuals on how to do magical operations that tell you if you take the skin of its forehead and wrap its heart in it, you can talk to demons. And again, that's just one of 
many operations, which use your imagination. There's a lot of different ones. <laughs> uh-huh. And one of my favorite, then they, they go through like the steps on how to create the homunculus. And one of my favorite ones is where you got to beat the ca- a cow carcass with the biggest dog dick you can find. And like, again, depending <laughs> on the trans, <laughs> depend- <laughs> depending on the, I promise you, you're not down. Is- you're not down bro <laughs> what dude no, no no i'm down the problem is how do you know you got the biggest dog dick like how do you go right. about comparing dog dicks <laughs> like how big can it get like what's a medium size what's a big si- so again i i think it's dogman dicks like huge cryptid dogman dicks you got to get you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. anyways I'm point sure. being that there is sure. there is instructions like clear instructions on how to do these things so it's like they may mean something completely different and they may mean something symbolic, but old Florida man don't know that. And he's trying to do it for real. Right. So he's trying to make a real blood and bones among us that was meant to be like, Oh, you got to conjure it with your consciousness and you got to imagine yourself beating the cow carcass with the dog dick. It's all mental, bro. So you have earlier versions of a proto homunculi, which the Taoist monks, they would meditate. And through meditation and through semen retention, they would create this little golden being within their body that they would project out. So the men would impregnate themselves and they would project out of their solar plex this little golden man, this little entity that would form into a man, a little human being, crystallize and turn to gold and then run into the wild, right? In some aspects, there's other ones where it's like attached to like a silver cord, like up in your astral world, right? And the Mm -hmm. point of that little golden man the the way the the thing that that was supposed to represent was that once that monk was able to or buddhist was able to project that little thing outwards a part of themselves exists in this reality and therefore when they died and they passed on with their material body they would escape samsara they would not have to reincarnate because this little golden man which was part of them Part of their consciousness, part of their their semen, part of their bodily fluids, all inside of them was projected outwards. Now that could be a physical little golden man, or again, there's depictions of, and drawings of it where it's just a little being inside of you. And through meditation, you're able to tap into this, uh, you know, homunculus that's within everyone. That's why I always tell everyone: you have before you can love yourself, you got to love your homunculus because uh, Paracelsus also talked about how we all have a homunculus within ourselves, it's and it's right. like. Again, it's it's something that that the 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 more you dig into it, you go, wait, what is going on? And the the 10 hour video that that Mind Unveiled did, he I'm not gonna put words in, in MU's mouth, but he added a very big mind unveiled uh aspect to it. Which it's from a, I'm not going to call it Tartarian view, but from a like lost civilization that history has occulted from us. And a lot of things in history aren't being explained. They don't add up. You know, there's a lot of things to strike. So he, the way he's looking at it, it's like, this was a ancient technology that's been used to populate all these cities that were allegedly already there. But they were empty, right? There's pictures of all these cities, but they're empty. It's like, well, they took all these Cabbage Patch kids mm-hmm. through all chemical knowledge. They grew them, 
they were there were incubator babies at these world fairs and they were just selling babies and they were they used these orphan trains to populate all of the United States and all these cities that we have no explanation for right that's that that's what he was getting at and then he took yeah. the the art and i remember when when we were like sharing notes and going over and i'm like dude what in the world like he was going hard in the, and and this is again this is this is a guy that he he goes above and beyond so what he did is he took the concept and like really just like full send so the first part is like I helped them out with and like the middle and like the end where it's like, oh, you know, he just really ties it in. That was like that was him. That was really mm-hmm. him. And I helped him. I, I gave him like uh, a frame of like, yo, this is this, this and this. I helped him find like certain documents. We translated certain documents and we're like finding things together and all these different things. And yeah, he took it a step above and beyond, especially with the Voynich <laughs> manuscript and the the paintings yeah that was that was my probably my favorite part where you got the little little Jesus Ray or whatever it was like <laughs> oh that shit blew my mind I told everybody look at the fucking nativity scene any of them why is the fucking cow looking at Jesus man well that's that's the aspect of it that pisses people holy off cow, right holy cow because that gets into and that, and that's going to be a chapter in my book artificial prophets because uh, if you look at a, a lot of different prophets throughout various religions a lot of them have like this homunculesque origin story like they're born from right. immaculate concept now Damn. i'm not saying all babies are homunculi but if we're applying it and this was also a and i love when people call me out I'm a researcher. I'm finding these ideas. I'm I'm finding these concepts and I'm bringing them to light. So the concept of me saying that Jesus Christ, I believe in Jesus Christ was a homunculus. That's not my idea, bro. That's an Mm -hmm. idea from Alonso Tostado from the 15th century, a theologian church doctor that was arguing with some other guy about the possibility of Jesus Christ being a homunculus. Those aren't my ideas. I'm researching the, the, the concept and I'm like, yo, these dudes were arguing about Jesus being a homunculus. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not me. That's that's already, that was 15th century, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that was a long time ago that they were, they were writing about this. They were writing about the ethics of like, what makes, it's like, well, if we, you know, if we want to get technical and the guys were just going, there's, you can look this up. You can translate it yourself. It's like, if you want to get technical, well, Jesus was this. And they list all their, their, their arguments. And then the other guy comes in and is like, yo, no, it's like a Twitter war. Like, yo, he's like, at, don't at me, dog. Like, he's not a homunculus. And then the other guy's like, at, he's not because boom, 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 boom. So exactly. And, and people go, oh, you, you know, it's blasphemy. It's like, hey, yeah. you didn't come up with the concept, bro. Like this right. is, and that's what's fascinating about it. Because like things that you thought were like, yo, Jesus can't be homunculus. That's already been thought of. Like somebody mm-hmm. already wrote about that. And some and people were already having arguments about that back then. And then the fact that Jesus was like painted as a little homunculus in all these paintings, like, yo, like what's, what's really going. Cause like literally the definition of a homunculus is a little man, a miniature man. Right. And they painted him intentionally as a homunculus, not the alchemical homunculus, mind you, mm-hmm. but the literal meaning of the word, because they were like, yo, this this little this little baby's the messiah bro like 
we got to make this dude look a little bit more legit. Like we got to give him a five o'clock shadow, give him a nice little robe, give him a nice hairdo. Yeah, yeah, give him a six pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our Messiah is gonna have a six pack. You know what I'm saying so. And the reason that they were trying to do that is because pictorial magic images sigils things that people are able to see with their you know people see a picture before they read what it says so the reason that they wanted to do that was to solidify and people like yo he's our messiah but he has some more prestige which prestige is also part of gustav lebon's writings which right. i mentioned earlier the crowd prestige is something that radiates off of you that makes people believe in you you know, the way people look at you and perceive you because you, of your prestige is this, again, metaphysical thing that people are just able to latch. You see how sometimes people talk like you You ever hang out with Narco Longo and he talks to people? He's like a cult leader, bro. People just like, boom, they lock in. The I go, this mm -hmm. freaking hippie, bro. Anyway, yeah. shout out to, to Narco Longo. But point being that some people have this charisma about them, right? Like they, 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 they're like people gravitate more towards them. And it's according to this prestige. So they were like, yeah, we want to make this little baby more prestigious, more legitimate. Yeah. So let's draw him as a little Joe Rogan. And I mean, it looks like that. You can look up the pictures. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, but no. Nowadays, like, you could do that with CRISPR, right? Isn't that the whole basis of it to edit your genome sequencing and to make you perfect in a sense? Isn't that like, like there was controversies thinking Oof. like they can make designer babies now? Like, oh, I want him. Like you said, make the perfect Messiah, let's say. So someone wants to have this child and it's like, you know what, let's edit their DNA before the baby's even born, which is crazy. So at that point, it's like, like you said, what does that have a soul or you edited it? What, what happens to that at that point? Is it even a natural thing anymore? Before before we get into CRISPR, I just want to say that, okay, I'm into that shit, bro. And I going down into it, I talked to Christians and it's like, I feel like it's not blasphemous. It's just, I went down the rabbit hole and it's all about following Christ down the path. Right. You know what I mean? I followed the path and I just found out some shit that could possibly be it. You, you know, you don't have to fully accept it. I don't but know. I don't think <laughs> just, just to know you gotta, you know, what the fuck is communion? You know what I mean? That's not what they meant, bro. I don't think it's like, I followed <laughs> no. the homunculus rabbit. I followed oh, Jesus. In the, oh, hey, call, rabbit Sunday, call Sunday off then. Yeah. <laughs> no, kidding. well, I mean, again, it's, 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 and by the way, somebody ran the numbers. Uh -huh, I'm not trying to be a supremacist or anything, but somebody ran the numbers An algorithm ran the numbers and the perfect genome is actually a Puerto Rican woman. All right. So as part of the Puerto Rican community, I take pride in being Puerto Rican because according to the to the ai somebody ran the numbers the perfect specimen would be puerto rican so i'm just gonna put that out there you know talking about crispr and stuff but i don't know enough about as far so this is something i got asked if a homunculus would be considered a clone mm. and i'd say no because a clone would be a, a version of you but in a homunculus you're using your seed and it's essentially like a child of yours. It'd be like an offspring. So you'd be making a new human and he, it would just so happen to be alchemical. So therefore it'd be a homunculus. I don't know if it'd be a clone, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they weren't essentially cloning people, which that's where it gets weird. Cause it's like, you're making a new human from your seed. It could be anyone. And then they have like the whole golem, which the mm -hmm. golem is a fully grown entity thing made from like word magic 
and they're animating clay essentially so it's like a clay man so they, they they fully form it and then they bring it to life through magic so it's like you have two different con- which are kind of from like the same from the same line of thinking so the paracelsian homunculus came first then or you had the golem 16th century prague and you had frankenstein come from that line of thinking too right yeah. of, uh, and then frankenstein is more like a chimera type of thing that was animated through the use of electricity and then you know you have the whole aspect of your creation goes out of control so like terminator type of thing like you know when technology goes too far you can't control it so you have like some sort of of moral story behind it which i guess is don't trust tech or something i don't know but as far as like crispr I don't know. You tell me, like, would you consider a human like people are grown in vitro They're Those are essentially test test two babies. I mean, they're grown That's outside true. the womb. Would you consider those people human? I mean, are those people human? Mm-hmm. You know, I know people who are close friends of mine who were test two babies, essentially. And, mm-hmm. you know, I consider them human. But like, who are we? That, and that's why, like, who are we to to determine that? And I think that there's a pattern right going back to like what i mentioned at the beginning how we have like this barbaric nature to ourselves but even as humans we kind of always want to get godlike power we want to be gods like essentially like we want to mm-hmm. and i mean th- this has been an argument throughout you know when you have people like the new age you are a god like slay like whatever like whatever the fuck they say like some gay shit like oh yeah you know you are like all this stuff like this new age thinking <laughs> the gnostics were saying that bro and that's why they were wiped out they're like yo you don't gotta go to church to achieve divinity it's like yeah. through gnosis through meditation through learning you can become a god yourself it's like oh that's fucking blasphemy it's like i don't believe in any of that i don't think that man is perfect enough to achieve unity with i think we can get close to the godhead and part of the homunculus was that extracting godlike powers from this thing and then another thing was becoming a god so creating life right synthetic life but then there was also that uh dehumanizing and 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 putting women down as well was another because mind you this time that it was at they were like yo women contribute nothing to the childbirth process which we know that's crazy because if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be here so but they they didn't believe that back then they were like you know Mm -hmm. women are inferior to men i'm not saying that right people are probably going to clip that this is again according to aristotelian paracelsian views of the 16th and third fourth century whenever you know, Aristotelian biology was a thing, which Aristotelian biology was a thing till like the 18th century. So we didn't advance in our ideas till very late on. And it's thanks to a lot of these alchemists that we have these new ideas because through their endeavor and pursuit of the woo-woo, we're able to have legitimate science, science or seance, whatever you want to call right, it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there's always like, I feel like a spiritual thing to everything. And that's why it's important to whenever you do something, right? Give it 110%. Don't half-ass it. You know, put your heart, what they say, heart and soul into it. And I think that's like an alchemical thing to say, because they literally believe that they were becoming one with nature. They were becoming one with everything, right? They were extracting the essences of reality of Nate. They were deconstructing reality down to its purest forms. And I mean, it takes, you know, a person of 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 sane and and clear mind to achieve that. So it was a meditative thing as well, and th- that's why 
I forget who it is, but I think Manly P. Hall, where he talks about how the alchemists are working on four different planes of reality at the same simultaneously. And not in, and Paracelsus said it not until the alchemist is able to purify himself will he be able to achieve the magnum opus. So not until you learn to love again your homunculus are you going to be able to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's again that that's alchemy is a multi-dimensional interdimensional topic where it's all that literal stuff and more above and beyond like quite literally, you know? So and that's that's why I love about learning about it and every every time I'm like digging into something I'll have like this brand new character who just so happens to be an alchemist with some super interesting backstory. I'm like, oh, I'm going to dive into that guy and whatever his ideas was, you know, but still with alchemy at the base of it. And dude, I've gone down some rabbit holes with that where it's like, it's never ending, man. It feels like so multi-layered. I mean, like even the Jesus thing, you can go and make your own religion off of that. You know what I mean? And there's enough characters and enough storylines in order to just kind of mix and match in order to make your own cult right and tell it your way i feel like (laughs) so it's fucking pretty crazy it's confusing you know what i mean it's one of those things where you kind of go deeper down the cave and you're like fuck i don't know where to go anymore you know what i mean that's why i tell people to you know do your own research Mm -hmm. don't don't trust me and what i'm saying like no like to read the stuff i can give you my sources like i don't you know mine unveiled has a whole sheet where he breaks down all the sources you can take the time to read everything there and make of it what you will it, it's and and that's the thing i'm not here to convince anyone of anything mm-hmm. i'm not here to disrespect anyone i'm here to have an interesting conversation talk about interesting topics talk about whatever i want to talk about and what people do with that information is up to them really i mean you know, and I'm not here to disrespect anyone. That's the whole thing. Like when people are like, oh, you need Jesus. Like, well, I've yeah, already yeah. accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior a long time ago, my guy. So jokes on you. It's like, I'm just a bit because people assume that just because you talk about things, you automatically right. believe it. It's like, bro, I've read and I've talked about some crazy, crazy shit. I don't believe all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, it's interesting to talk about lizard people, interdimensional lizard people. Are they real? I don't know, but from reading from reading the stuff that i've read the truth is stranger than fiction and there's something more to reality than meets the eye even if it's a perceived thing like even if we believe that there's something more to reality like that that in itself you know the the whole concept of why symbols exist you know like why symbols are a thing why if you take a picture of baphomet and you put it in a church, people will scream that it's satanic and that it's the devil. Like that combination of symbols together extracts a reaction from people through just the use of those things together. You could put Daffy mm-hmm. Duck's head on Mickey Mouse's body and give it, you know, whatever the whatever. You could put Nick Cage's face on it and nobody will bat like, oh, that's funny. But do, you know, mix certain symbols together and it drives people insane. Like it drives them mad. And I just, you know, uh, that that rings true to like the whole concept of archetypes and, and these symbols that that resonate with people's souls. And I mean, that's also an interesting theory to talk about. Right. So, again, I, I still the more I look into it, the more I don't know. And I'm not the only one to say that, like, you know, I've read. 
actual alchemists that were like, yo, if you study the occult, the more you look at it, the more it starts to morph into something else. And you don't know what you're looking at, right? You thought you, you grasped it at the beginning. And by the time you're done with it, it's something completely different. And I can attest to that. I've gone down some rabbit holes and I'm like, yo, what the fuck did I just read? What was that? Like, well, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the biggest dog dick. What do you mean, bro? Like, what, how do you even know? Like, what do you tell people, bro? What do you tell people that you're doing? Like, yo, like, Hey, don't yeah. go there. Don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> so again, it's, it's interesting. There's plenty to dig at. And the mm-hmm. homunculus is just one aspect of alchemy. There are various types of thing. I mean, you know, and you have very multiple figures in alchemy. And you mentioned something at the beginning about like homunculus being like a sort of cryptid. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. According to Paracelsus, these Paracelsian monsters, the if you made a homunculus and you let it grow into old age, so if you let it grow up, so a homunculus is born as a little, not a little baby, a miniature man, but it does grow up. And if you let it grow up into old age, it becomes a mythological creature. It becomes a dwarf, gnome, giant. It becomes it becomes something spectacular. And then there's also another, I forgot her name, but there's a dissertation on it where she goes hard in the paint because, you know, Goethe and all these guys that were writing about, you know, Faust and, and Wagner and all these guys making homunculus. Well, they... They get into the aspect of homunculus being like a sort of subliminal or not subliminal, but a liminal species of creature. And what that means is since it came from magic, it came from alchemy, which is the great work. It exists between reality and non-reality. So it exists in this like matrix area where it's able to interact with two realities at once, like something really bizarre. So the homunculus takes on like this cryptic aspect of it. it was like, yo, what if Bigfoot is just like some escaped homunculus like from some alchemical lag? Like, well, like, you know, there's manuals on how to create like the, you know, like it, what they call irrational animals. So chimeras. Right. And these, if, if again, if we, if we keep the homunculus concept, if these chimeras are, are made, right. And they're vessels for entities. Like, does that explain like Dogman or like Mothman or like something else that we don't really know what it is? And it's always androgynous, like kind of it's got like some right, like mm-hmm. it's androgynous, so it has like some sort of of um, humanoid figure to it, mm-hmm. right? And then you got the whole concept of like in the occult where there's occultists that are opening up portals from other dimensions from universe B or, or the upside down, or whatever you want to refer to it as. And these things are able to crawl in through those portals and exist in our reality. So like the occult bleeds into like the paranormal and all these different places and, and alchemy. And, and like, that's what I love about it. Cause you can literally go anywhere and everywhere with it. Like there's no sky's the limit and space is fake and gay. Reminds me of CERN. You know, they're fucking yeah. ceremonies and shit. I think I played on a podcast previously. And how do you explain that? Like, how do you explain that at all? Just watch well, it. The, 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 the concept <laughs> of the concept. Just think, just think about it for a second. By the way, I read in a grim war. I think it's, I, I, I forgot which one it was, uh, but it talks about the magnet being the choice of stone for magicians. 
at CERN, there's a large array of magnets. And if you think about the concept of their, what they're, well, this is what they're telling us, the exoteric, that they're clashing atoms together. This is what they're telling us. Like, think about that. They're clashing atoms together to see what happens. Like that in itself, right? If you believe in it, because some people are like, oh, they're it's all fake. They're not really doing all that. They're just telling you that, right? There's, I mean, there's, there's that crowd too, where everything is just a psyop and it's all fake. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. if you take that, you know, that aside, you take that concept and you really think about like, what in the world you're trying, you're doing alchemy, you're mm-hmm. manipulating matter to try and achieve a change to try and achieve something. That's what the, that's what the alchemists were doing. They were manipulating matter to transcend reality. And that's what the magnum opus essentially was. Once the magnum opus happened, the reaction from that, the light reaction from that magnum opus would transform your DNA. And you were to, you were able to step outside of reality. And that's why all the alchemists that achieved the magnum opus, they all just went missing. They just peaced out. And then they were seen hundreds of years later, you know, under the same name, same face. And then you have the the whole like the celebrities being immortal. I don't know if you've seen those where they show like a picture of somebody in history that looks like Keanu Reeves or Nick Cage or yeah, like, time travelers. <laughs> because the homunculus also served as a vessel for the consciousness of the magician. So it could be used as a sort of a thing for Im- immortality. So what if you yeah. could write like a, like an organic USB drive where you make this thing and then you, you download your consciousness into it and then boom, you grow back up, right? It, it's magical. So give it six months and boom, you're, you're rejuvenated, brand new body, altered carbon style, right? Got a new sleeve ready to go. Well, I mean, that's also part of it too, mm-hmm. where it, it was a vessel for consciousness of the practitioner or the creator. And that would explain why a lot of these alchemists were immortal, not because they achieved the elixir of life. Well, the elixir of life might have been the homunculus, might have been right. That that might have been the real pursuit that they were after. Like why? You know what I'm saying? Like why mm-hmm. create an elixir of life when you can create a little entity that will quite literally help you find treasure, divinate for you, and do everything else and more? Just go after that. You know what I'm saying? The philosopher's stone and the elixir life were byproducts of people trying to achieve the homunculus. Right. You know? I, I think why CRISPR gets kind of pulled into the homunculus is because there is that, you know, is I think they've made a they've made a, an embryo, right, out of nowhere. And that's mm-hmm. kind of biogenesis is kind of yep. one of the terms that they mentioned for homunculus. But one of the reasons people go so hard in the paint and you know validate this and make this their life purposes because they think that it's going to advance humans and save people because right they do this and come up with an organ for the organ donors that matches them and so that they can transfer them and so that's their just cause scientifically of making it right i mean it's crazy didn't they make uh, researching for this podcast and looking at the crispr like i heard whether they made like some Chinese ladies that were immune to HIV or something. What? Because of CRISPR. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, in 2018, a Chinese there was a scientist who um, faced some backlash because he created the first ever genetically edited babies to be um, uh, 
to not be affected by HIV, to just be resistant to it. And he was condemned by it because they were just saying, you know, obviously they brought in the whole ethical concerns as, as far as safety. But yeah, he apparently successfully made the first ever e- genetically edited babies who were resisted uh, to HIV, which is why, why not pretty cancer crazy. or something more right? useful? And why so that's, HIV and AIDS? Yeah, so that's where the next thing is going. They're trying to go to see if they can do that for um, cancer patients, right? Or just to create that. But then obviously what's stepping in on the other end from what I was reading, you know, big pharma, obviously. There's no there's no money in the cure. To, the, the money's in the medicine, right? So that's where they're kind of facing some issues. And that's why, you know, the, the concerns with CRISPR is that I, I do believe that the people who came up with this have good intentions with it and say, you know, we can we can heal people with it. It's like stem cell, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think stem cell is great for people. Like if you I think if you blew up your arm fighting a war for us, why shouldn't you go get a fucking arm doing stem cell, right? Or like CRISPR, why shouldn't we find a way to cure people's diseases or ailments? Because it's it's a breakthrough in science, but now you get all these bigger heads coming in. It's like, wait, you can't do that because it's the fear that people are going to be stronger than the people that's trying to keep us dangled at the bottom, right? So, um, but like you said, why why not cancer? And there are, from what I've read, that people want to do um, things where they can help cure cancer or people resistant to like leukemia and things like that. But for some reason, they're always met with like obstacles and it was never elaborated on what obstacles are. And people speculate, well, because, you know, big pharma's coming in saying, no, you can't do that shit. It's kind you of hard to many... overcome two shots to the back of the head, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Their names are uh, Lulu and Nana. It's hard first to bounce Chinese. back from that one, bro. You know, first, first <laughs> yeah, Chinese. Like, how are you going to crisper your way out of that one? First Chinese edited babies, Lulu. I've never heard. I've never heard of that. So they did they grow up or what? What's going on? Like, yeah, let's see how old yeah. they are. I mean, I'll look what? it up. But they were in twenty eighteen. Look so it up, bro. But l- let me just say priority, right? Lulu and Nana. Let me the the scientist here. I edited his... Chinese CRISPR babies, Lulu and Nana. Type that in. Um, HIV was the first thing they did. So priorities, right? They needed to make. Hey, Austin Powers, fuck me and fuck, fuck you, bro. That's just real. It's it's out there. There is a Doctor Evil, <laughs> bro. What? This is this is this is wild, bro. This what? And there's like what happened to Lulu and none of the CRISPR babies? He's HIV resistant. Are now toddlers and both still alive at the moment. This is mm-hmm. this is December 10, twenty twenty two. That's crazy. Yeah, they're only they're five years old. Really, they're gonna live forever, bro. <laughs> They're only five years Bro, old. Oh, and... they're homunculus, dog. Yo. Exactly. That's why I was trying to see, like, if maybe that the CRISPR, because you were speaking <laughs> about homunculus. I was like, maybe this. Could I don't be know enough into... about right. CRISPR. You know what I'm right. saying? So, but and I don't sense... know if you can get like a designer homunculus with like blue eyes or whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think the the more funnier or like crazier topics than that is like with CRISPR, like. If say China's like, oh, we can make super soldiers and shit, you know, just make these strong ass babies and breed them to what destroy America or whatever. And that's just the other things I was reading. People just speculating, like, you know, this could fall in the wrong hands and they can weaponize genetics. And, you know, it's just it's a further thought process. Like, how are you going to weaponize genetics? And, you know, is this just another pathway to kind of 
throw under the rug some secret human experiments by showing us like, no, we made HIV resistant babies, but behind the scenes we're we're conducting some experiments and we're trying to put a third arm on someone, you know? <laughs> What's so, crazy? Go ahead, man. Let me I'm trying to find it here. What, what's crazy while you're looking for that is I mean, now you bring up the debate of, you know, there is the people there are the people that are against having people have prosthetic limbs that are, you know, biomechanical and it gives you an edge, obviously, because you're enhanced. But now imagine having like a fucking HIV resistant immune system. You know what I mean? But that's such a weird thing to like weird flex, bro. But okay. Like yeah, you know, right. HIV <laughs> resistance. So I was like, yo, let's like, get what's, it your, on. what's your superpower? I can grow my nails really long. So I'm trying to find <laughs> Here the from Crowley's Moonchild, mm-hmm. the when he talks about Superman, because essentially what the, right the right, you're talking about super soldiers. Well, this you know, super soldiers was an actual thing, mm-hmm. and like they were the mm-hmm. humanity was a real thing by the Soviets. They were trying to create that. They said that Hitler was also trying to create, and I'll, and the reason I bring this up is because it's part of the homunculus and also because I just finished watching, I think it's called Yeti Massacre, this this documentary on HBO about the Dyatlov Pass incident and where they, they said that it was actually a killer Yeti that killed these people, these hikers, whatever. And they talk about the and I talked about in the Nephilim Chimera episode that I did a little bit ago where there was a certain scientist who was injecting... Uh, monkey sperm into women without their without their consent because they were trying to create this half human hybrid thing where for a super soldier and if you think of like Mm. captain america superman is more like an extraterrestrial but like captain america that concept of like super soldier and like his enemies and 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 the state of the of the union i guess when that came out right and and the idea of like if you follow like grant morrison and like how comic books are kind of sort of sigils like hyper sigils and like the invisibles when he was making his series and when he was what i mentioned at the beginning when he was changing his character in the story the things that he was doing to his character in the stories was happening to him in real life so if his character got sick in the story in the comic book Mm, he would get sick too so there's like this whole thing just crazy Crowley talks about Superman, and if you notice, the word Superman has the word sperm in it. So you can extract the word sperm from Superman, and there's something about the... <laughs> the uh, ad, uh, sperm uh, man from now on. Sperm the, man. S, the S ain't an S, brother. The S so, ain't an S. Exactly. So I found it here. It says... The hair, that ain't gel, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, I may conclude this little sketch by saying that the idea has been almost universal in one form or another. Mm-hmm. The wish has always been, and this is, again, a Thelemic thought where... They believed that they could bring forth a Messiah, right? He called him the the child of thy bowels, right? Mm-hmm. So, and also uh, from abnormal means. So he goes, has always been for a Messiah or Superman. And the method, some attempt to produce man by artificial or at least abnormal means. And this is from his story, Moonchild, which is a book that Crowley wrote in 1917, I believe it was. And it's a story mm-hmm. essentially about... Again, the, the Crowleyan homunculus, which is another homunculus where it was his recipe on how to create a homunculus. And essentially in this story, the story, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It has a lot of occult <laughs> realities and a lot of occult doctrines that are that are true things in the occult world, but it's mixed in with a story, which that's also part of like this magical process, taking something fictional and putting real life things in it, right? Like based on true events or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so in this story, it's about a war between two lodges over like in this unborn child and essentially trying to b- birth an ethereal being into existence through these ceremonies and rituals. So a homunculus essentially. Uh-huh. And some say that this was the book that inspired Jack Parsons to do his Babylon working ritual later on mm-hmm. in 1946, which some say opened up a rift in space and time because they never closed this portal that right. The alien grays came through, which are also fake and gay. But this idea uh, that again, a rocket scientist took this story. He also writes about it in magic and theory and practice as well. That was, I think 1912 or 13, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. but he's writing about right. Tap having these ethereal beings, these entities outside of space and time, having a vessel for them to fall into. Mm-hmm. So Crowley had his own formula on how to create a homunculus and it changed. So you see an evolution of the homunculus concept from the very beginning where it's a more metaphysical philosophical thing. And then like, okay, it might be symbolic. And then it's like, Oh no, maybe you can make a little man in a vessel, right? A flask. And then it kind of fades away again and kind of becomes like, Oh, it's and the way that they put it in the, in this particular story. Cause I'm currently writing a book on homunculus. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. writing the chapter on the moon child right now. And he go, he says here, right? So he says, thus he will have a perfectly normal child, which, which is also a homunculus in the medieval sense of the word. So the person will grow up to be normal, but it's going to have the essence of the soul of this ethereal being. So all everything aside that we've talked about, because this is a question that I get a lot is like, are there homunculus within society now? And I, and I would boil down, no, check this out. I would boil down that a homunculus. And we know that elite families do this could be as simple as a Royal family planning the birth date of said son or said heir. Right. That would be enough because again, you're aligning Right. So, so you have a, a talismanic aspect to it. So the stars are aligned a certain type of way. You're going to have a certain rising moon and the astrology and all these different things. You're going to invoke the whatever planet this month and, and Mercury's mm-hmm. and Gatorade and Swiss mm-hmm. cheese and all this other stuff, whatever it is. <laughs> so they're taking and essentially applying an outside force to the birth of this person. Therefore, that would again i would consider that a homunculus as simple as that mm-hmm. and again even if it's not a super magical supernatural woo woo type of thing mind you it's what the practitioner what the magician believes at the time therefore it it you know comes true it is something true and we know right. that a lot of celebrities like i i've watched the keeping up with the kardashians for for research purposes and they boast about like oh he's going to be a leo or he's going to be a so and so like <laughs> They know about this stuff, right? There's a reason why they do C-sections. There's a reason why they do surrogate births. So apply all those Paracelsian homunculus concepts. And what's a surrogate? Well, that's Uh a hermetically sealed vessel Mm -hmm. that's carrying, you know, the seed of XYZ. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm not saying that all babies are homunculus, but 
apply these concepts, right? Think outside the box, think right. occultish, think magically. And these people are in power for a reason, right? They're in power because, you know, they've done messed up things. Uh, they've, they've played the system to their, their benefit. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why all the, all the Habsburgs, they're all inbred, right? They had like deformities and all this stuff. Allegedly the, the little girl that traced back the lineage of all the presidents back to like one guy, I think it was like the right. guy of the Magna Carta or something like that. So there's something there. It's like, there's some, there's something weird going on. If it's alchemical right, right. or not, we don't really know, but we know that right. New Atlantis, Francis Bacon, uh, John D, you know, the 1611 version of the Bible, right. there's something weird alchemical going on. there. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that's really not adding up, but right. You know, you if uh, asking you shall receive. So if you start digging down those rabbit holes, you're gonna find some stuff, and you might not like what you find. So right. Well, I mean, speaking of like you said, Superman, and just trying to tie that in and kind of make it. Um, have there ever been any movies you've seen and it was just in your face, like holy shit, that's a homunculus? You know, like I'm because just thinking about it now, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Hellboy. Remember, there was a character named Roger the Homunculus. Homunculus and... confirmed. Eat a bag of dog dicks. Homunculus confirmed. Certified mother <laughs> homunculus. Good God. That's, That's you. a homunculus. <laughs> That's me when I'm watching. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. Like in Hellboy, there was this, the character Roger the homunculus. And um, he actually played a, a pretty significant role in and. He was created by a group of alchemists in the World War II. So now you're talking about alchemy and everything. It kind of put everything together for me on his creation. But like I said, were there any movies like like um, Jarell Jarezi? He he brought up the the Powerpuff Girls to me. I was like, holy shit, that is in in a sense exactly what you guys are talking about as far as homunculus alchemy, just putting something together. Um, but yeah, like I just want to know if there's any movies you would point out and say, hey, watch this movie and tell me what you think because. This is exactly what we're talking about. Bro. Yeah, just before you start, bro, we, when we had Paranoid American on, we talked about Superman. Don't talk you know to me about mean? that guy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love talking. I'll edit that. I went out. I'll edit that one out. But Superman, bro, he's the fucking super OP, right? Like, he's the strongest one. He's Sperm Man. Uh, sperm. sperm. <laughs> super Sperm Man. Um, he is, the only, his only weakness is fucking... Kryptonite. Kryptonite and magic. So mm. even he... He respects the alchemy and the fucking, you know what I mean, magic. He so knows, he, he knows what's good. Note, he knows what's good. The more you but, fuck around, the more you find out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but Pokemon the movie 2000, dude, Mewtwo. Oh, yes, bro. It's been in our <laughs> face yeah. this whole time, son. Like <laughs> Mewtwo, what he was? It's like an offspring of Mew. Like, oh my, he's that's in a-, a vessel. Like from the very beginning. Like, yo, like that's bro. Even the song, I want to be the very best. So he's just fucking willing to go as far to do whatever, bro. <laughs> to do whatever. So as far as move, like movies, I can't really think. You put me on the spot right now. I can't really think. But like mm-hmm. something like that, as simple as that, where you don't really think anything of it. But if you think of like the concept of like Pokemon and how it relates to like elementals and like these creatures and like it's kind right. of really like. It's, it gets you can you can twist it and be occult again and trust me i've tried to find like the the occult aspect of pokemon i haven't really been able to find one but mm-hmm. even like dragon ball z that's kind of so kind of weird too right it's like aliens and like mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. dimensions existing after you're dead yeah. you have like the dragon balls to summon this entity that's gonna like 
grant wishes for you like all this crazy you know they have Android. like necromant yeah they have like a time capsule that's like you know however many years passing that it's like it's crazy like so that's pretty occultic too but as far as like homunculus right in your face i can't really think if i if i think of one i'll, I'll hit you up but like no worries any movie that really is they grow somebody in a lab bro now you got to really expand your mind when it comes to like this concept because once you you can tell somebody like oh cloning and they won't think of like alchemy Right. They won't think of like, oh, that's alchemical. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. genetic cloning. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They're just making a another version of you, like Austin Powers, and you know, uh, what's that dude's name? Mini Me or whatever. The yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna bring that up. The, 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 the oh shit, <laughs> bro. No, I was gonna talk about like Wee Man shit, but no, Mini Me is a fucking little clone kind of homunculus guy. you know you, said, you said earlier philosopher's mm -hmm. stone that's also like harry potter so i'm now wondering if that's a relation because harry potter the sorcerer's stone is a u.s version but back in like europe it's the philosopher's stone and when you brought that i was like hey it then i remember there's a homunculus charm in harry potter but it wasn't like a big thing so it makes you think where they get, get those concepts from when they take them exactly. from, i know these that are, that's from yeah, these yeah, occult yeah. powers like they yeah. and like what'd you say lulu and nana it just makes me think of like and nana and like you know some other goddess like you know they they they, they right. you got to understand that the word grammar comes from grimoire and grimoire mm -hmm. is a book of spells so like that's etymology so so mm -hmm. they encode these things in in words because and and even when you say like the the days of the week you know monday moon day good morning tuesday yeah wednesday woden you know thursday thursday like you're invoking gods essentially that right we're gods to pagans at once upon a time but yet their names still exist and shout out to my voice like dissident he there's one thing that he said one time that stood out to me where it's like he said there are a lot of gods that that are hidden within our our language and and when he said that like that yeah. just stood out to me because like if you take that concept and you you back out you go not only other gods, but there's so much more encoded in our words mm -hmm. that we use every day that we don't know that we're using that came from, you know, some freaking occultist once upon a time. Like, you know, Abracadabra was made by some guy. And then you take that, Crowley used that, Abrahadabra, and he said that, that was like the word of like the new Aeon or something or other like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things in our language that etymology is very interesting as well and it just makes me think of like Falconelli, uh where he's talking about at least you have to read Falconelli, but he goes on a whole bunch of things of like etymology and words just to talk about words and spells and grimoires and grammar that i mean that's crazy and i think we talked about too like i was kind of getting scared going into like you know when i was going into john d crowley don't like, be a bitch bro <laughs> I got the mask on. You got your face on. Come on, bro. Don't call me out. <laughs> hey, if someone, if, if it's not a medical condition, it's a spiritual condition. <laughs> it's all good, bro. Listen, dude, you know, it's a chemical it. process. What works for you works yeah. for you, you know. Um, what I was going to say is, you know, going into that stuff, it, it you said not to worry about it because it, it is etymology is important. It's how you say things, right? Like you have to kind of say it in a in a different tone you know some some parts of the word has to be emphasized and it's crazy because we talk about you know siphoning spirit 
into false gods and these gods are kind of like embedded in our language. Let's talk about Christians, right? And uh. just let's get <laughs> let's get up the rabbit hole. Let's let's go to the shallow and let's kind of wrap this up. Homunculus is kind of draped into a bunch of layers, and you kind of really need to go deep in order to see different layers of it. But it does get, you know, Christianity kind of comes out, and certain things are kind of barred, and you can't go into it. But I feel like Christianity is one of those things where certain things are earth are, are off off limits and off reach. And so Jesus isn't even fucking the name, right? Jesus, Yeshua translates into English, Joshua. So people are saying, except Jesus, you know, on Sundays, like pouring out in Jesus name, you know what I mean? Like, who are you saying that to? Like you're siphoning energy into like a Mickey Mouse, like balloon animal spirit, right? So uh, yeah, yeah, it's like it's pretty nuts if you think about it. I feel, and and that's why there's only forty four thousand denominations of Christianity. I mean, I'm sure they got their their stuff together, but the way I see it, bro, like you know that that to me is is, and that's why I don't subscribe to organized religion. I believe I believe in Jesus Christ and he that he is the Lord and Savior, but the the like the intricacies of it i think that's part of like this divide and conquer aspect and mm -hmm. let's take that like let's take that aside you know there is a god even if he is like you right. know this this old man sitting on a throne with a white beard like whatever gandalf whatever like that that's stuff that we've put those are images that we've been brainwashed with right like we all that aside there's a source there is something there is an architect there is a, a divine alchemist whatever you want to refer to him as there is something at the core of it all this intelligence is at the core of it all that's light and now at, at the end of the day like this whole esoteric christianity which was which is what a lot of these like the rosicrucians like it's supposed to be some sort of es esoteric mystical christianity like it's supposed to be mm -hmm. you know more and then they take it and it, it always goes back to like, yo, you are a God. Like you are this entity that can create your own reality. And it's like, do I agree with that? I don't agree. I think that we can be close to God. I think that it's like the reason that they don't have the book of Enoch in the canon is because, and this is why I'm here, bro. I'm mm -hmm. here because of religion. Like I was yeah. going to church like four days a week. I was playing guitar. I was doing all that stuff. And when I started to ask the hard questions, like, yo, what's up with the, with the gospel of Judas, my guy? And they're like, y'all don't read that stuff. Like the Dead Sea Scrolls, not somebody don't read none of that. The Old Testament, don't even read that stuff. I go, yo, but but it's it's part of the canon. It's like, no, it's like, yo, what's the book of Enoch? And then when you realize that in the book of Enoch, like uh three Enoch chapter three, verse 33 talks about like a gate at the North Pole where things come in and out of, and then the fact that at the end of the the end of the whole thing with Enoch, he becomes the lesser Yahweh or the little Yahweh, and he sits at the throne, like next to the throne of God. I think that's where we can get to. But Enoch got there and was able to turn into Metatron at the end of it all after he learned all mm. the secrets from who? From the Watchers. And who were the Watchers watching? They were watching the divine alchemists that work create and peel apart reality itself. And they he learned those secrets from the Watchers. And that's why we trace the origins of alchemy back to the beginning it comes from the nephilim it comes from the watchers that came down and taught the secrets to the daughters of men 
Mm-hmm. So we have a biblical connection to alchemy and then Noah's line. And I believe Noah was one of the greatest alchemists of all time and his lineage and how that connects to Hermes and Hermes Trismegistus and the secrets of alchemy and all these different things. There were practicing alchemists back then. So hmm. I think they leave all that stuff hmm. out because yeah. it's it gets like this. Bro, the Bible is super interesting. Even if, let's say even if it's a story, it's a fictional thing. Let's say like... It's super interesting when you start to read between the lines like, yo, why were these guys all living for such a long time? Oh, maybe they had the, the philosopher's stone, right? It's like, oh, maybe they had the secrets. Like these dudes were, you know, they were doing things. And, and then you have the aspect of like, oh, why do alchemists love the book of Genesis so much? It's like, well, there's stuff in there, maybe in the original 1611 King James version of the Bible that we're not going to have because, you know, you know, it's not a first edition, but maybe they did encode things into the Bible, and and they they put secret ciphers and hidden messages within. Who knows? Like we, you know, the i the fact the idea of having hidden ciphers in the text, like the text itself, and then hidden alchemical ciphers within the actual story of the Bible. It's layered upon layers upon layers, bro. And that's why I don't think we're ever gonna figure it out. But they mm-hmm. do occult a lot of like the the woo woo aspects. And if on Sunday, you know, a, a church talked about alchemy in the bible and the nephilim and <laughs> and you know saint christopher being a, a freaking giant dog-headed saint or whatever like i'd probably tune in a little bit more you know what i'm saying but they joel take Osteen? that away on purpose do i joel, joel Osteen doing that <laughs> yeah yeah oh no. <laughs> i'd fucking go fucking shit so hey man just yeah. to leave a fucking bookmark because this shit still goes deep yeah I started thinking, I, I went in thinking maybe Jesus was a homunculus, but now I'm leaving thinking Noah, right? He brought mm-hmm. two of each animal mm-hmm. and everything else died in the flood. So that means all the years of evolution creating different beings should be wiped out. So now why do we have all these hybrid animals and shit? Maybe Noah was <laughs> fucking around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what's what's a boat, bro? It's a vessel. Uh, they use an alchemy. They use vessels in alchemy. So again, I mean, yeah, I've done I've done entire episodes on that. Episode 173 is is the tip of the iceberg. But again, mm-hmm. I'm as confused as you are, bro. I don't I don't know anything. The more I learn, the more I realize I don't know anything. And I'm here I'm here to have a good time and have conversations like these and and. See what happens. Hey, bro. I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, I go down a lot of rabbit holes, 10 hour fucking video research. I fucking go run, listen to crazy books. Dude, you're one of the best doing it in this field. You're fucking super informative. You're entertaining the way you cross and, and connect things. So shout out to you for this. Again, I wear, I wear the mask for spiritual protection you do it and you're in the rabbit hole <laughs> fucking 24-7, I feel. Well, not really, but you know what I mean? Like, for me and Jermaine, like, we'll, we'll tell you, like, I think we fucked up committing to making October kind of rabbit holy because, dude, I'm losing my mind, bro. And I can't <laughs> wait to get out of this shit. Talk about sports. Uh, talk about fighting. Spider-Man. It gets heavy, man. It gets heavy. <laughs> it you're just sitting there thinking about it too much and now you can't look at things normally anymore. So, yeah. It, it, it gets, this one we had to open this one up man and yeah. you are the fucking expert so why not have you on to fucking t- 
explain this shit and navigate I, us. I you appreciate know what I mean? that. Was, I'm, I'm just, a, yeah. I always tell people, like when you asked me at the beginning, it's like, I, I am super boring when like you look at me on paper, but like I said, I'm, I'm just a regular oh, guy who is here to just do research, man. I like, I take inspiration from other people who, you know, came before me and I'm carrying the torch and hopefully, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's growing a lot bigger than I thought it would ever get. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, see what happens. That's why I enjoy actually having you on here and actually being a part of it, listening because right. we had you on three times, bro. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's not that I don't have anything to say. It's because when I have something to say, you're, you're already bringing it. I was like, okay, here we go. So I'm caught up listening and it's easy to listen to you because you're not more of like, in your face is you actually do say like hey i don't even know if i'm right go research it you know make your own um you know your own theories but this is what you know and that's why it what you're doing um actually i think it what you're doing actually helps open up the conversation very well for people who aren't aware of what this is or how to get into it and you're just like a you're you're so knowledgeable in an open book so thank you man for opening my eyes more into the homunculi and bringing me more drawn into it. And, you know, like, like I said, I, I learn more every time I get on this with you. <laughs> well, real quick, bro. I'll like, be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and uh, like I said, uh, let me get you guys' address so I can send you some copies of the oh, yeah. homunculus owner's manual sure. by, oh, by that one guy, paranoid American. <laughs> Shout out to him. So if you want to yeah, learn the history cool. and how to take care of your homunculus, Pick this up because you're going to learn and you're going to be able to put that little guy in control. So, mm. again, no homunculus That's guaranteed, dope. but yeah, some of you guys' address, I'll, I'll shoot you some copies over. And I appreciate you guys having me on. This is fun as always. And hopefully, I didn't ramble on too much. So, not at all, man. Not at all. Bro. So, we wanted to wrap up with a quick answer type of questionnaire for you called Homunculus or Not. Let me play that. Homunculus or not? I need I need one of those soundboards. Soundboards, man. <laughs> so we're gonna name some hom- some characters or some yes yeah, some characters, and you you say you know what I mean. Just off top, if they're homunculus or homunculi Ooh. or not. Okay, I'll go first. All right. Uh, are you familiar with Rick and Morty? Yes. Fucking Mr. Meeseeks, bro. What do you think? Homunculus, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. I fucking knew it. Got him, bro. <laughs> yeah, definitely, bro. All right. That's mine. Um, You ever watch Adventure Time? Yeah. Um, Do you remember that one episode where it was Earl of Lemon Grab? No, it doesn't ring a bell. I wasn't okay. heavy into it. Let me look him up, though. Earl okay. of Lemon Grab. <laughs> <laughs> He was created by oh, Princess Bubblegum. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, what's his origin story? Because he looks like a homunculus, bro. Well, as far as I know, he was created by Princess Bubblegum, and he just has his <laughs> fucked up, you know, appearance. And So, I, for me, because created by Princess Gu- Bubblegum, and there's no other, I think he is a homunculus. <laughs> yeah, bro. He at first appeared too young. He's a high-strung, overzealous, obnoxious, paranoid, stubborn ruler of yeah. Real dumb, yeah, bro. It was created absolutely homunculus, and this reminds me of isn't there some other guy? Oh, is it Mr. Isn't there some other creature in Rick and Morty that's like really weird, too? Not uh, me seeks, but something, something else no, that no, kind of looks yeah. like this lemon guy, anyways. Uh, whatever, 
or Did the, the pickle. <laughs> I don't know. I no, not the, not the pickle. But mm-hmm. anyways, I'll think if I think of it, I'll send it to you guys. But no worries. Yeah, yeah definitely, bro. And, and think about the concept of a character. They're all created by somebody. So again, they're mm-hmm. all vessels, and actors are all vessels, and they. So, what about? Well, someone wanted to ask from 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 the crew, Indian in the cupboard. Oh, classic movie though. Is that the one? The where the he, he Indi- has these toys and he's this magical cupboard and he puts a toy yeah. in and he turns a Ooh. key and they all come to life. Yeah, like a Toy Story type of thing. Yeah. Um. So story. that would yeah that would fall under a homunculus where it would be a talisman. So oh, uh, so okay. an amulet. And uh, so it's fetishism where it's the dwelling place of a spirit. So a mm-hmm. talisman is magical and an okay. amulet, it houses a spirit or entity. So think of like a genie, genie in the bottle. The genie is the amulet, the jinn or the Shit. genie is the entity. So um, <laughs> if you follow the Knights Templar, Baphomet and the yeah. head of John the Baptist, they were invoking entities into the head mm. and it was prophesizing to them. And that's also goes back to ancient Mesopotamia with the... They were also practicing the same thing, animating statues and stuff that so and stuff like that to divinate towards them. So homunculus confirm hit the button. confirmed. Um I'm trying to think. <laughs> um oh I got one. I got I'll two actually. My, my last two, bro. Last two. Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Why? Because they're clones? <laughs> well, they came out of well, kind of, but they were kind of, you know, mixed because they weren't really dinosaurs. Weren't they, they took, clones, though? They, they took they, chimeras. They maybe. took DNA from frogs, you know. But no, the important thing to note is life finds a way. And they were all females, but somehow they reproduced. Mm, I don't know, bro. I'm, 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 I'm going to I'm really? call. A... No, no homunculus on that one, bro. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Lizard. Dinosaurs are fake and gay. <laughs> last one Majin Buu I don't remember how he was created didn't he come from like the original Buu and like came out of like a goo or something like that the fat one came from like an egg oh that's a, super alchemical bro had to like make a spell bro I mean, oh I'm dude yeah that's, bro, yes. look, at, look it up bro Majin Vegeta he also lost his shit because he had this mark on his head so it, it goes back to like sigil well so the shirt that i bought was the in the full metal alchemist the nina and the dog i don't you're gonna get to it but they're doing the fusion from Mm. the you'll you'll get the reference when you watch full metal alchemist but Mm. yeah Yeah. it's the shirt that i got in the in the mail what about Gollum from lord of the rings he's got those big hands and big old head right what wasn't he transformed like he was greedy right and he was like a hobbit right. at first and he got trans so he was transmutated so i wouldn't consider him a a, a homunculus because he like a force took over him and he was deformed after the fact because of the ring right he wanted the ring right. he was like exactly. really greedy uh-huh. no no homunculus bro <laughs> i mean that's all i could think of really i mean i always thought Gollum and Smeagol were the same, right? I mean, Majin Buu was a genie-like magical life form awoken by an evil warlock, BBD. 
that terrorized galaxy by destroying there's a bobbity whatever is it? the little the little green guy yeah like bibbity bobbity boo (laughs) (laughs) that terrorized galaxies by destroying entire planets millions of years before the events of the dragon ball take place he was temporarily sealed away and brought to earth however bbd was killed and boo remained hidden yikes that's crazy Uh, damn that brings back memories man (laughs) what did dobby from harry potter be one because he he was serving right the lucius malfoy wasn't he and he that's a little the little eared guy like the little yeah like that little elf the house elf wearing the sack and shit yeah, yeah, I yeah. see him. Um, depends on how he was born. So Dobby here was a male house elf. So he's already an elf. Who, who, his masters were dark wizards. So how was he created? I don't right. know. There was really no backstory in that, but I'm just going with the big head, big hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I wouldn't call him a homunculus. He's a he's a little elf. He's already a, a myst- mythical creature. Okay. Damn. Yeah, the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, actually, I need to watch Harry Potter. There's a lot of occultic, yeah, bro. stuff in there. Good stuff, man. Same here. I'll Same here. Watch it. Hell yeah! Thanks for coming on, man. We won't keep you long. Is there anything you want to plug that's coming out? Obviously, got the book coming out. That won't be out for a minute, though, bro. I'm still working my way through it, but you can find all my stuff tjojp.com. You can get the Homunculus Owners, man. You can get my comic book, The Chosen Juan versus the Saturnian Cube. We got another one coming out soon with Sam Tripley, Alex Stein, a whole bunch of guys in it. I got an Occultist Monday journal that I publish. And yeah, TJLJP, YouTube, one-on-one podcast on there. And yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Find my podcast anywhere. Really, just Google it. Shit. Caps off October. All right, everyone. We'll be making our way out of the cave. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to continue and talk about occult stuff or sports you can join our discord link should be on our website make sure you guys check out safelight.com and our website at cave.com peace out everyone juan always a good time man appreciate you man see you on the next one peace out